Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Smoky. Uh, but it is Wednesday night. I know that much. And you all know what that means. Time for the Mark Order podcast, part of the Shining Wizards Network. After uh, after a smoky Wednesday here in the Northeast, <clears throat> and Tuesday for that matter of fact, and probably Thursday. Probably till Friday. Probably till Friday. I'm going to take care of some business real quick here, Ryan. Go for it. We're going to um, we're going to put somebody in a timeout. And thank you so much, Caden. We're going to keep the gimmick going. <laughs> um, Ryan uh, Schlong here. Ant Money here. Uh, believe it or not. I don't know if anybody's going to believe us here, Ryan. Kate was here. She was early. Yeah. Wait. Huh? Oh, that's worse. Oh, now, Wait, it's, now it's clearing up. Okay, that's better. Kate, we were just telling people who probably wouldn't believe us that um, you were actually here. I was. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> You guys, I, I if you see uh if you see our comment section, I accidentally hit the wrong button. I'll have to go <laughs> to go back. What did you uh, do? You banned Kate. That's <laughs> <laughs> a time amount. You banned that killed. Well, the gimmick's done now because we've gone yeah, too far. My bad, Kate. Oh my god! It just well, meant actually, to be a timeout. No, that shoot happened to Ryan though with the with the wizards, right? They yeah, did. I don't know what happened with me. I wasn't even supposed to be put in timeout. Kevin was doing something, and next thing I know, I was banned. I so, swear I answer. hit the timeout button. I swear I hit the timeout button. I There's no reason me for to, to ban. No, that's hysterical. Um, I'm, I'm here for that. Real well, quick, before we get going, I need to address yeah. something so you don't get confused. Plugo is telling me to apologize, and I need to clear something. I have nothing to apologize for. I did a show of Plugo, his show, Between Two Beards. And you don't even have a beard. What a fucking sham. I think I had one that day, maybe. Oh, um, one of us has a beard. I yeah, I have, have a then... beard. Wait, what? You are a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I would be for the right I... circumstances. But I do and do not have beard, depending on the day of the week. But anyway, we Plugos show is part of the Love Wrestling Canada uh, group, and they have they are a promotion out of Canada. On that episode came in their tag champs, one of their tag champs, Rich King from the Rats. 
And Flacco just keeps disrespecting him. And I think he should be respectful for champions. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I think they should apologize for setting the air on fire. How about that, Canada? You want to talk about how you set the air on fire? I do want to well, call Well, Plugo out. doesn't live in Canada. Plugo does say you are hoarding the invites because Kate and Ant do have the best beards. So That's what's up. Actually, and I will I'm going to say this, Kaden, you're and right. I've said it to uh, to Plugo's co-host, JPJ, in his I watch his Twitch streams because he streams the show. So if you like watching MLB The Show, JPJ has a great Twitch stream. But I have said, Ant, you, you, Kate, and Matt are all perfect to go on and talk to JPJ because you all love baseball, and he loves baseball. Hell yeah. I love baseball, but I get to watch less of it now because the game is so much faster. Like, I turned on the Yankee game yesterday when they were playing and like I had it on, then I turned it off for a second and it was like the second inning when I turned it on, when I turned it off and I went back and they were like in the fifth inning. I was like, what the fuck just happened? I mean, I, I don't like know how I missed three a, innings. I know it moves now, baby. I know. And I don't mind it. It's just, I miss so much of it. But so. you gotta make time for the things that you love Ant. It's sorry, Plugo. You love you love baseball too. You're right. All right. Well, this JPJ. isn't your fucking therapy yeah. session, okay? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, I guess we'll say to the man so you can be accountable, okay? I, I, I was actually just gonna about. say, on behalf of Ryan Plugo, we apologize and we're moving on. No offense to you. I'm just tired of hearing Ryan bitch and moan about not apologizing. So on his behalf, Kate. I and you the entire Mark me. Order pod. You Kate, don't speak for me. Kate, Ryan, myself, unprofessionally and summarily. Kate, myself, and Ryan speak. Uh, and Kate, myself, and the entire Mark Order podcast production team. On behalf of Ryan. Of which there are so many people backstage that you guys don't even know about. The unsung heroes, really, of this network. That's right. And, and we apologize on behalf of Ryan. He says he won't be silenced. He doesn't realize he is silent. He's talking. <laughs> He's For talking. those of you listening in podcast form, Ryan was unmuted. Because <laughs> he said you can't silence me. So I was like, sure we can. Watch we can silence anybody. Watch us. So anyway, um, I, I would like to say, hold on. Thank you. I was like, you can't just fucking put your picture on top in the wrong spot. We have Sorry, places. Man. I can do it too. Okay. I mean, With really, a, I'm the one you, that can't. But you mute want other people. <laughs> you want to mute me, who tries to keep this show on the tracks. Muted. Yes. Yes. I want to see where we go when there's when the show's way off tracks who knows what topics we'll get into holy moly well the first thing i think we should talk about today is we came in <clears throat> saying was um the fucking air here in new york new jersey has been uh, a mess yesterday and today listen to me kenny omega oh god it's not his fault it's the wrong part of the it's, country it's the canadians oh canada is one place <laughs> okay it's just all one spot. We're dumb There's like Americans. Thirty people in Canada. We are Americans, and that means there are fifty different states. And Canada is above them, and they are all on fire. So Kenny Omega, 
I know you got a lot going on. I know your father figure turned on you. I know he's got this new, younger, sexier toy in Takeshita, okay? But you got to get it together, Kenny, okay? I can't walk my dog. I can't go outside without my eyes hurting. And I'm all the way in New Jersey. I can't even imagine what's going on, like, in Canada and closer to the border. So, Kenny, I'm going to need you to bring your North Carolina vibes to Canada. Yes, North Carolina has the weather too. down. North Carolina's not on fire, though. No, actually... If Canada uh, could grow up to be more like its friend North Carolina, the air would be okay. Uh, I, I will say that there is a... Uh, there is a... I think there's a, also some fires in, like, Jackson, New Jersey. I think it's done already, though, isn't it? Are they done? I thought I heard or read this morning that they said, stay out of Jackson... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think my, I could be wrong. I thought by midday it was gone. Because Jersey gets a little wild, but we got our shit under control, okay? They're out. We had our moment. We moved on. But all I'm saying is, Ant, if you don't want me to breathe normally, you don't support women. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, I can't disagree with you there. I can't disagree with you there. But, <laughs> um, cut us a t-shirt still, purchase it's still today. It's burning, you. but it's completely Did it? contained. It yeah, didn't so. get... I, I can tell you this much, Kate. It has not resulted in a t-shirt purchase yet. I was told by a fella in the UK that he was kind of bummed because his favorite one was our most expensive design, but he also wanted to support women. So, Well, he's got to put his... He's got to put his money where his mouth is because it hasn't come through yet. I get noti- we get notifications on everything. We know when okay. you people are out there buying the, the shirts, requesting stickers. We'll get to stickers in a second. Um but I do want to say I believe that you are sort of right here with the forest fires in Kenny Omega Kate. I think Thank he's you. burning the forest down. He's so angry. Burn it down. He's so angry. And uh, he's burning the forest down, but it's made our life a living hell because. uh, And I get the anger. I'd be pissed, too. I totally get where Kenny's coming from. I have been angry enough in my life that I'm like, I'm going to set something on fire. However, I don't do it. And I definitely don't set whole forests on fire. Normally, it's just like I need to calm down and light a candle or something. So I think maybe if there's somebody out there that can get Kenny Omega an aromatherapy basket, perhaps a nice little bath bomb, uh, some some candles, some bath salts, nice little scrub. Not to smoke. Not to, to smoke. No, 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 no. That that will make you angrier. It, yeah, it seems. But SJ saying that she said, <laughs> I apologize on behalf of all of Canada for the smoke. Uh, I I respect it, SJ, but we know whose fault this is, and it's Kenny by God Omegas. By God. Uh, so if you're in uh, one of the places affected by the smoke, uh, go back to living your life like it's the pandemic. Stay inside and wear a mask. That's right. Jesus. Uh, and uh, don't get any of those particulates in your lungs. Kate, you in touched case, on... What, like smoking six cigarettes? I mean, it's just not affecting me. I don't notice anything. I'm a six pack a day. 
Same thing with Millionaire Matt. Millionaire Matt's outside slinging pizzas. Kate's like, oh, are you okay? I'm like, that guy breathes smoking every day, whether he wants to or not. He's fine. That's what was worrisome to me. He's fine. It's actually worse for him when there's not smoke going in his lungs because it is adjusted. Right. I told him if he's got any problems, just breathe more smoke in. It'll it'll all even out. That I was I was skeptical. The bad, the good smoke will push the bad smoke out. It will help. That's at least what TikTok told me. Well, well, if it was on TikTok. TikTok. Were you recording a sexy dance? Yeah, it's totally true. Totally true. Uh, Kate, you also uh, brought up. um, You also brought up stickers. I I did bring up stickers, and we mentioned it last week that we had a. We had an influx of sticker requests. We did. I know I gave you guys a breakdown. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a breakdown for the people, and this is a total a total shoot. I sent out uh I sent out stickers on the 26th. I sent out two sticker requests that came in. Um, sticker? I don't even know her. Oh my! Ah! Uh? Ah! Uh? <laughs> don't. Please don't. Support women. I need a soundboard. I would have totally given that the, the old room oh shot. God. Support women. I'm working on that too, by the way. I've definitely been looking at a soundboard because I need to, we need to clip different parts of us talking. And then if anybody's ever gone, we can just play that person. Anyway, we had requests in. I sent two out on the 26th. We had some more come in. I sent out, uh, how many is this? Sorry, my thing got all messed up. I sent out five more requests. On the 31st, I then sent out more requests that came in after that five more on the second of this month. Since then, this is an absolute shoot. We have gotten in more than I told you this morning, folks, uh, Kate and Ryan. We have 30 requests to fill. 30. And I tonight during the show, I got more requests I haven't even added to our sheet. So people are loving the stickers. I will say this, though. It is very surprising the number of people who don't include an address of where to send the stickers. So I'm glad we've started asking for email addresses because I've had a lot of emails to people saying, hey, I'd love to send you stickers. But, um, (laughs) you know, I need an address. So wrestling fans not accused of being the smartest bunch. So I will also say this, Kate, I say that as one Kate. I'll, well, as another one of what I'm going to say um, at first, Kate was a lot of the, a lot of the females. They were requesting, really? they were requesting stickers and not giving me an address, but you'll be happy to know that it started to level out. It, it evened out and there were a number of gentlemen who did not include their address i'm glad you clarified it because for a minute there it sounded like you weren't supporting women no 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 no. all of these people support women i think they also you know what kate i think if you're doing this not only do you support women you support uh lgbtqia uh rights really oh yeah oh i didn't know yeah so if any of the people who already requested them don't sorry you do wow during Pride it's, Month, you jump. Exactly. It's weird. 
But, I, you know, the other thing I have to do, just so you guys know, I have to go through and see. I would love to know how many states we're in because we've gotten Big requests countries. from... Well, countries, that's a pretty quick one. Uh, let's see. Canada, Ireland. Did Ireland. Uh, didn't we have Australia, Italy? Australia, Austria, uh, and Italy. Yes. So, and and the, if we want to count the USA, we're in six countries. And in the United States, we're all over the place. But this this past stretch, like I've been taking requests. I haven't had a chance to send them out because we've had so many and I haven't had the time. So these requests, I've had 30 from uh, uh, June 2nd forward to today. And again, more that came in tonight that I haven't even added to the request list. We're going to need to get our intern on it immediately. It's 30 plus. We do definitely need an intern on it. We need a mail machine now. We need one of those postage machines. We do. Because I don't have enough stamps. I've got 20 stamps. I've got 30 to send out. I always break those. But anyway, just out of these requests, these have all been from the United States. I still think we're being spammed somehow. I I don't know how, but I think we're being spammed. Requesting from New York, Texas, West Virginia, California, Missouri, Indiana, Ohio, Connecticut. Already said Texas, uh, Illinois, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Michigan, Massachusetts, Kentucky, New Jersey, Alabama, South Carolina, South Carolina, Florida. Tennessee, I don't know if I said that yet. Tennessee, You're Pennsylvania, and I see. Ah, right. Um, yeah, and the last one I had on this list, North Carolina. So we're in, we're all over the place. We're over. We There's we a lot over. of states that support women, and you love to see it. That's right. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll say this. I'll say this, Asian Joe. I'm just gonna put this out there. You said it. It's out there for the world to see. Joe's saying no more free stickers until these cheap fans buy a shirt. I'm going to reiterate what I tweeted earlier today. Okay. Hey, wait. How did he get unbanned? I don't know. He has I like didn't three different him. handles. No, this is the one that was banned. I didn't ban him. Oh. Well, I mean, I didn't unban him, I should say. But so usually somebody says, reban him. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to try it again. I'm going to put him in a timeout. I love that we're timeouting him just for It's not working at all now. How weird. I want to reiterate what I said on Twitter earlier today. Go ahead. You guys are always like, we're so appreciative of the sticker requests and anything you can throw our way. Every other night of the week, I've got Sean. We're so appreciative of Fightful Select subscriptions. Thank you so much. You don't have to spend your money on us. We know this. I don't appreciate it anymore, people. I expect it. All right? Expect it? I expect it. I expect you shell out your dollars. You steal someone else's credit card. Whoa. We don't condone it. Let's just say that. You don't. You're one of these people that appreciate things. I expect it. Find a way to put your money where your mouth is and buy a t-shirt. Okay. Especially that guy from the UK. Yeah. I don't care about your shipping costs. I don't. Mm Mm-mm. I don't. That's not my problem. Talk to Will Ospreay about it. He hates Canada. He knows what he's talking about. He does hate Canada. Here is the important part. If you don't put your money where your mouth is, you are not the women's advocate that you're pretending to be. Okay? Put up or shut up, people. 
Put up or at minimum, up. you should be spending fifty dollars a month on wrestling merchandise that supports myself in the places that I I podcast. At minimum, otherwise, you're kind of full of it. Okay. Hmm. I don't disagree. I'm gonna. I want to pull this comment up just to clear the air. Uh, Kaden is asking if I buy a shirt, will you let me on an episode? No. Um. <laughs> that was so savage well i'm gonna because hold on there is a there is a reason for that we can't just let anybody that buys a shirt on this i mean listen the fourth wall is breaking down i keep seeing a green screen behind ryan i don't know what the fuck is happening tonight maybe it's the smoke fucking up everything but um i can tell you this the reason i say no kaden is because we're talking about things in the future. We're talking about additional ways to support us, perhaps on a monthly basis, that at a certain level, that may become an unlockable feature. We're working Correct. through if things. You subscribe to Ants OnlyFans. No, no. That's no? something completely separate, and we're not <laughs> plugging that here. If you um, buy the level for the foot picks, you get to come on the show. Is that wrong? Listen, if one day we have something like a Patreon, maybe there will be foot picks. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a joint foot pick. Maybe we'll do a guess whose toes these are. <laughs> Who knows? Somehow they'll know when it's not Kate. I don't know how they'll figure that out, but they will. Not if you're just putting toes, Ryan. Even... <laughs> Your toes, you think your toes look like Kate's toes? If they're painted and pedicured, they may, Ryan. We've I've gone on record saying I get full pedicure, they paint them up. Yeah, I guess. I mean, my toes are hairy, so I don't. You think I wouldn't I... take care of that before we took photos to try to fool people? You think I, I wouldn't, wouldn't let myself go for a photo shoot? <laughs> Also, who's to say we wouldn't just find somebody else's feed picks? That's a very good point. So anyway, um, so thank you to everybody out there who's uh, been requesting stickers. Uh, if you're real, uh, when you get your stickers, please tag us on, on you know, the Twitter socials. or Instagram. First, so that we know you got them. And second, that we know you're real. Um, yeah. And, and if you're not be... real, what the hell's going on? Dude, it's I honestly every day I'm like, this can't be real. Like, literally, there was a point in time on the fifth and the sixth where I was like, these have to be somehow fake. Like, they have to be bots just throwing been, in random addresses. I, I tweeted about it a little bit more. I wonder if people are. I don't know. On. We're going to just so the people out there know we're going to we're working on changing the form, too, because the way it's been coming through has been very confusing for me to keep track of. So we're going to change the form a little bit. So it'll be more like a form where you can put your address, your apartment like and things are very easy for you to fill in so that people can't forget their address. That'll help screen some of the bots out. It will help screen some of the bots and it will also. um you know, we want to get some information from you guys. Like, where are you listening to us? Just yeah. so we know. Social where... security number. No, stop. Don't. Driver's license. Blood type. No. <laughs> blood type wouldn't be a bad one. Then we know who could 
be a donor for us. Exactly. But, but I don't need a credit card. I don't need any of that. They're, they're completely free stickers. I mean, Ryan used his as an eye patch. I also did that, but I'm not going to do it now because I'm not wearing my glasses. But who doesn't want these nifty, free, glossy stickers? And at some point, I'm telling you guys, I'm going to have to get more. And that means I'm going to have to get a third iteration of this design. It also means that we're going to have to purchase them. So pony up for a t-shirt so we can afford more stickers to send to you. This is how the cycle works. We've talked a lot, a lot about stickers. This is a lot of stickers, but more so, more so the reason I bring it up is because I can't believe the support. That's really one thing. I can. Uh, well, people do love women Expected. and supporting women. And Kate expects it. I do. And she, I guess, cracks the whip, whatever. Yeah. I'm currently on pace to do 400 podcasts this year. The least you can do is buy a shirt. Just buy get a it shirt. together. <laughs> buy a shirt. Eventually it goes back to Kate. So just buy a shirt because it will go into this podcast, which Kate is a part of. Exactly. You know, stickers, production. Uh, Our interns. Inter no, interns are free. We don't pay interns. This we don't even one. buy them lunch. Um, they buy us lunch. That's, that's right. right. It's on their dime. You gotta earn it. They're like young boys. <laughs> Whoa, they're not young boys. If you get my drift. not young boy. We're... I mean, in a new Japan way. I get weird. what you meant, but when somebody clips that and says these are people are putting young boys to work, I'm not answering that. You're gonna have to I answer mean, that, Kate. I may be putting young men to work, but that's a totally different conversation. Well, Ryan and his and uh, his uh, his pool hands from the cruise ship, his cabin boys, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you everybody out there uh, for the support. You know, we're we'll we'll go into business for ourselves later and tell you where you can support us. Um, so we'll worry about that later. Right now, I'd like to talk a little bit of wrestling. I know that's crazy. It's been less than thirty minutes, and we're going to get into wrestling talk. Yeah, we're going to get into wrestling talk. Not talk about wrestling, but wrestling talk. Fair enough. Okay. Respect. We're not stealing gimmicks like some other guy on our chat says he's going to steal our gimmick. Bastards. Just a clue. It's somebody who says they're from the A show. And they want to steal. Why would someone from this show steal our own gimmick? That makes sense. Well, you know. Are they a big fan of Tanahashi? How about how about this? I'll give you I'll give a clue that won't lead to who it is. Um, somebody who's appeared on this show, but also um, but also, um, you know, is a wizard who talks about wrestling and shines on Monday nights. You'll never guess who that is. Never want to steal one of our gimmicks. Typical. They say they're the A show. Get out of here. I wish Matt watched because I got my Tanahashi shirt on by coincidence today. <laughs> Throw your guitar. Um, <laughs> so um, wrestling. let's talk about some wrestling. So um, some some stuff was on Dynamite tonight, but we want to talk about it because uh, they came out with two. Well, not that they came out with, but two matches were decided upon so far for Forbidden Door. And we've sort of been talking about it via our chat and other places but it really deserves to be discussed first before we get to anything else so um 
so uh what what sort of came out first was that osprey won his tournament right that's right and um gets a shot at kenny's title so obviously that is going to happen at forbidden door so we are going to get kenny and osprey two at forbidden door on june 25th fantastic just a a a great ridiculous uh, Great match. I think we're all anticipating that they'll wrestle again at Wembley. So who knows what will happen in this match, but going to be fantastic either way. I don't know if anybody of us thought that it could get better that quickly. And then all of a sudden, fucking Brian Danielson puts a video out calling out uh, Okada. And Okada responds, and it's official. We're going to get... Brian Danielson and Okada at the Forbidden Door. Honestly, guys, I, I want I want your opinion on this and obviously whatever you'd like to talk about. But I, I will say for me, anything else they can announce at this point is just like a bonus. Like I am perfectly fine. If they said this is going to be a, a pay-per-view and you're just going to get these two matches, I'd be like sold. It's sold. Like that's perfectly fine for me. Both of these matches are going to be great. I would put, I'd say Danielson Okada is the top match right now. Not too far behind Kenny and Osprey. I mean, both matches and are going to rule to me, but I'm very, very much looking forward to Danielson Okada. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think most people thought it was going to be, ZSJ, I think if you do Danielson ZSJ at Wembley, that's probably an even better call. Mm-hmm. So if you also consider that the bottom of that card or the middle of it could be Zack Sabre Jr. and Samoa Joe, assuming they're going to pay off what they've been building on ROH, and then FTR versus whoever, if Aussie Open is ready, that would be incredible. Um, there's, there's a lot of possibilities for what the rest of this could look like, because we haven't even... I don't know if MJF wrestles on the show. I'm assuming he does. Like maybe it's MJF and someone versus Adam Cole and someone. Um, right. But like just even thinking of the, I'm trying to think of if they've laid any other groundwork on ROH or in New Japan or anywhere. Um, but you'll probably do TV title versus TV title, which should be interesting. And then tag and trios wise there's a, a whole host of possibilities because both uh, promotions are so stable heavy that you could, you could build out whatever the heck you wanted. So yeah, there's a lot of really, really fun possibilities there. Okada and Danielson just has the dream match flavor, right? And Kenny and Osprey, we saw what they did on their first one. I'm guessing Osprey wins and wins the title and then probably wins and retains in Europe. Um, but like, I feel like in ring, that'll be so amazing and special. And then just the, the dream of Okada and Danielson will just be insane. And on top of that, like somebody had tweeted, I think it was Kieran from, uh, the, the good host from Fightful. Yeah. uh, The real, the real expert on the guy, the guy who knows what he's talking about. That's right. Um, I think it was him who tweeted, you know, the Wrestle Kingdom 17 build between Kenny and Osprey this, the first go with this. Um, Osprey came out with some fucking fire promos, man. <laughs> like, and uh, talking about the pandemic and Kenny talking about the sacrifices he made and Osprey being like, no, I had 15 hour flights between my hometown and here. 
and I had to wait two weeks to wrestle and everywhere was closed by the time I was done wrestling and I couldn't eat shit. You had a two hour trip to Orlando or whatever. Like I'm, I'm so excited that I think because of the lack of injuries in the, who's probably planned for the show, we're just getting a little bit more story than we did last time around. Cause there were so many adjustments, but this is going to be a hell of a pay-per-view man. And this whole summer is, is just nuts. Like we have all in and all out and forbidden door and um, we're going to super juniors in Philly and mm-hmm. impact as multiverse. Like there's such great wrestling happening right now. And the, the open landscape stuff about it is, is some of my favorite. I'm, I'm so excited about this. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. I didn't even I totally forgot. You brought up the Owen Cup. The Owen Cup kicks off at uh Forbidden Door. Yeah. So I mean you could have an AEW talent and a New Japan talent in the men's division and or the women's division. You know, um to sort of get things rolling. But I mean you know, we're fantasy booking at that point, but there's also another big, and you know what, Ryan, I want to hear your, your thoughts on these matches before I throw another one. That's possibly hanging out there. That could be a reality. Who is Okada? <laughs> he was out forbidden door last year. Yeah. Are we sure? Was he, what did he do last year? I don't remember him. Uh, no, I mean, I'm more excited for Osprey and Omega than I am Okada and Danielson, but that's just a personal thing i mean i think both are gonna be great i like the story of omega and, and uh osprey a bit more you know that it's not just a dream match or a second round of a dream match it's a dream match with a story you know kenny was the guy osprey became the guy type deal i see i mean logic dictates that osprey wins and then they have their their blow off in at wembley there is a story though where osprey loses through something some shenanigans and the and they go to wembley again and that's where he finally is able to beat Kenny Omega in front of his hometown. I'm kind of hoping they go that route, but we'll see. So I'm excited. Is there, is there a possibility Kenny beats him in, in Toronto and then somehow they build the story back. I want one more chance. I've earned this chance at home that, uh, Osprey is the one to kick out of the one winged angel. Ooh. In Wembley. Wembley. Never beating Kenny. Gets one winged angeled. Kicks out. Yeah. That that yeah. I mean, just imagine how cra- how that crowd will react. Whew. I mean, that would be massive. And I'm sorry if I just spoiled it. But I mean, that would be the biggest fucking reaction you could ask for in a third and final blow off match well and really the second person to kick out of it because we know don Callis basically kicked out of it that you know you're right yeah you're right i'm sorry (laughs) um but there is another match that could be hanging out there that um i think people want to see for for possibly for forbidden door we have um we have somebody returning and they announced uh, the main event for Collision tonight, right? Uh, we'll talk about that. And um, there was a guy from New Japan who said, I'm free on the 17th. 
who wasn't in that main event. Is there a he chance uses CM Punk's finishing move? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a possibility that they book CM Punk and Kenta for Forbidden Door? I think it's a possibility. I actually don't want to see it. Why? My question. Because <sighs> Punk is my favorite wrestler, right? Um, he is not physically held up in these runs. And Kenta has not looked great in his more recent runs. Like it's, I, I don't want to see a match built off of a finishing feud um, with two guys who should probably be in there with someone that's a little bit more agile than each other, which is a hard thing for me to admit in my heart. Uh, but... I think it's very possible they do it, and I'm I don't doubt that they couldn't put something super fun together for it. But if I'm choosing all of the people on one side versus all of the people on the other side, I'm probably not gonna do that. I would probably do like CMF. I guess you're probably gonna do Bullet Club Gold versus Bullet Club. Um, and currently Bullet Club should kick the living shit out of Bullet Club Gold. Mm -hmm. But like, if I could do something, I'd probably do this new bang, Bullet bang. Club. This new Bullet Club versus CMFTR, I think, could be a really fun way to go. Like the idea of CM Punk and uh, Gabriel Kidd being in a, a ring makes me more excited, or Dax Harwood and Clark Connors uh, being in the ring that that makes me a little bit more excited. But I, I think you're probably not going to tie up your tag program in that. They'll probably do Kenta and Punk, and people will love it. But I I just like the the in ring there does concern me a little bit. Punk is such a great storyteller that I'm sure it'll be great. But I'm just like, man, Punk has not held up well, and him coming back to fight a guy like Kenta who's not killing it right now from an in ring perspective. Unfortunately for me, knowing that the bar in, in Japan is extremely high right now, I don't know if I want like a a decades old finishing move feud. Punk versus Kushida or something like that, that. That would be awesome to me. There's just nothing there with Kushida. I mean, this this has been a thing back and forth for, like you said, a long time. With Kenta. Well, my question is, does Kenta, is, is Kenta willing to lose? I, I think for the match, it would be. Or is CM Punk willing to lose? Probably not. CM Punk's not losing, so it'd be Kenta. That's the thing. Even if CM Punk was willing to, there's no way they do that to him out of the gate like that. Because um, this isn't a couple weeks, and Collision is <laughs> a week before, right before it. So you're not going to mm -hmm. have Punk lose that. Um, I don't know. Would be fun to do. You could do. Uh, you can't because the story would be wrong. I was going to say you could do Punk Samoa Joe and Zack Saber Jr. in a triple threat. I don't know yeah. what you do with Orange Cassidy. He's an interesting one because he's got that international title and he could lose it to someone in Japan and that could make a fun story. That could be yeah. Kushida. Maybe. Mm, we'll see. Could be. Could be Kushida. In ring, that would be a fucking blast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be fun. I do like Marky Mark Kayfabe's suggestion. Uh, Danielson, he wants Danielson yeah. to come out to Blind Melon's No Rain when he faces Okada. That would yep. be... 
Fantastic. Oh, another good one from uh, Marky Mark Kayfabe. Is Naito available? You would have to think he is, right? He's not injured at the moment. There's some. I mean, you have Naito, you have Tana. Mm-hmm. That's favorite. Those two are probably your favorite um, hair wise. I would say um, Yoshida Umino, who is John Moxley's young boy. Like, is he going to show up on the Bullet on the Blackpool Combat Club side? There's a lot that they could choose to throw together. Um, that it's it's an interesting little landscape. I like where things are headed so far. Well, so far the two that they've announced: uh, Osprey Kenny Two and uh, Okada Danielson two fantastic matches if that isn't enough to sell you i don't know what else you possibly could want those those i mean i was gonna watch the show regardless but that seals the deal for me i mean those are great matches that you know i think to me sort of sells that pay-per-view yeah marky mark bringing up like who does sonata face he's the champ right now right yeah man a lot of possibilities out there it's fun it's a fun time to be a wrestling fan well, um, how about we talk about Rampage a little bit? This is Rampage. This is Rampage. Uh, we are raging. <laughs> we should get just that drop. Just this yeah. is Rampage. <laughs> I'm telling you, when I can get that a, a little soundboard, I will put all sorts of drops on it that will make <laughs> sense for this show. I'll put a super cut together of just you saying, I want to. Fuck Peter Avalon. There you go. Oh, that was a good one, Schlong, because that time she didn't say I want to. She just said, fuck, you know, fuck Peter. Avalon. I just said, fuck Peter Avalon. That is so cheery, though. But you, know, you would rather me be like, fuck Peter Avalon. We're getting a lot of good, clean takes. You're on welcome. This. You're welcome for all this gold, this Bullet Club gold that I'm giving you guys. Thank you. Bang, bang, gang. That's right. Bang, bang, gang. We're going to talk about the Bang Bang Gang too later because uh, that main event tonight was crazy. Um, So Rampage, uh, it was a bit of a championship Rampage and it was like all belts that aren't necessarily uh, AEW's belts, uh, which is kind of like fell together as like I kept calling it the battle of everybody else's belts. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it was. Yeah. but it, it to me, I watched the show. It wasn't a bad show. It didn't necessarily do much for them in the ratings. But then again, it's Friday night, right? And um, the mood is right. Gonna have some fun. You know, show you how it's done. It is what it is. But best rampage in a really long time, honestly. Seriously, El Hio Del Vikingo defeated Drillistico and Commander. Uh, to retain his AAA Mega Championship. That match was ridiculous. Uh, we had an appearance by Kate's favorite, Jeff Jarrett. Um, and what did they set up, And What did they set up? They set up uh, Jeff and Karen versus Mark and um, Aubrey Edwards. We're going to talk about that. We're going to go we back get- and talk. No, 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 stop. Fucking women's Hold on. match. Stop. Hold on. We're going to talk about I want to go in on that, but give us a second. Let's get through the card. Uh, maybe Kate's favorite in the world right now for real. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Action Andretti. Another hell of a match. 
to retain the New Japan World uh, New Japan Wrestling World uh, TV Championship. Uh, Willow Nighting. What's that? It's just the ugliest belt in wrestling. It's it like my favorite thing happening title wise. It's, squ- it's, it's very square. It looks like a watch. Yeah, it is not. It's, so it's weird looking, but the guy holding it is great. So, Unreal. <laughs> uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Emi Sakura to retain the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. Uh, Katsuyori Shibata defeated Lee Moriarty. I'll just say this about Shibata too, by the way. First of all, that was a great that was a great match. He retained his uh, his pure championship. Um, for a while, this is just a side note. For a while, I thought I hated Shibata's music, and it's actually growing on me. It's a it's such a specific vibe. You kind of I think a lot of people have that where they're like, "This is not a wrestling theme," and then the next thing you know, you're just like, "The opening is what gets me." Like that's the that's the crazy thing. And then at the end, so after that match, Daniel Garcia confronted Shibata. And it looks like he's going to want a shot at that pure, uh, pure title. Uh, and that's how Rampage goes off the air, which that match uh, would rule. Um, OK, but jumping back, because I, I don't know about you guys. I think we can I think we can agree the wrestling on Friday night was fantastic. Like phenomenal. Yeah, no problem with the wrestling. Here's where my problem was. It wasn't the fact that we got Jeff Jarrett. It should be. No, no, no. It wasn't the fact that we got Jeff Jarrett. It wasn't even the fact that we got Karen. It should be. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. uh, It wasn't Mark Briscoe. It was Aubrey Edwards. Why? I like Ref Aubrey as much as the next person does. She's a trained wrestler. But here's my problem. She is a referee that got cracked over the head with a she's guitar. still a referee. She, she she's already uh, had uh, a, a Monday Night Wizard shining show taken down because, um, well, I'm just generalizing. They talked a lot about Ref Aubrey and it was taken down. Um but she has gotten a lot of criticism for being too visible in the matches she's involved with making faces and gestures and all that kind of stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll give you a shot. I'm not even mad at that, right? What I'm mad at is that a referee should not be involved in a wrestling angle or capacity i understand she got hit over the head with a guitar that's just that's part of the job it's it's a you know uh it's a risk you take as a referee right refs take bumps all the time they don't get involved in in the matches moving forward i I could summarize this pretty easily for you what you're mad about is that it's referee not referee and (laughs) it's it's referee not referee and she's very me right what? now. I heard you. It makes sense. That is the like eighth biggest problem with this fucking angle. Okay. I don't list them. Jeff Jarrett care. should not be on TV in 2023. Karen Jarrett should not be on TV in 2023. I actually kind of agree with you that Aubrey should not probably not be setting up uh, 
a match, but it's going to be a one-off and the crowd's going to love it. And they do more dumb stuff for bigger pops. My issue is we get one fucking women's match every two hours and one, usually a squash. Let's be real. This past Friday was an exception. This was the Jade squash spot most times per rampage. And you're going to burn this fucking angle on television instead of actually rotating more women onto your television. I've been so much happier with the way things are going in the women's division. They're rotating on so many more talent. They've rounded it out. There's a long-term story. We're probably headed toward blood and guts. That all fucking rules. This is hot garbage when you have people that are should be on TV that are not. Like, just absolute trash that you would give this much oxygen to Jeff Jarrett and any oxygen to Karen Jarrett on your television program right now, much less putting Aubrey in a match. But I do maintain that at the very least the Jarrett's get a a reaction from the crowd. They get a, a reaction, the one you want. So does your left titty, okay? Whoa. Ooh, the one that I want, you fucking cares. You but can get a reaction left titty from gets people. some amazing reactions. You can get reactions from people, big reactions, mm-hmm. if you build mm-hmm. out stories well. Look at Action and Dreddy. He beat Jericho. He was at the Thorn and Jericho side, and then he just... He's sometimes Darius's partner on Ring of Honor. Like, what on earth are and we fucking? We have a doing? problem. What's the problem? Kate's show last night wasn't nearly as sour as it normally is, so she's got built she's up being sour, sour in her. When mm-hmm. when have I not been sour about Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, or you started throwing screen time? You started throwing shots at Action Andretti. You know, you're coming. That out wasn't a shot at Action Andretti. That was a shot at them dropping the ball on creative. This kind of shots. I he was on this show. He got his ass kicked at the end of this match. He did. But but I don't have a problem with the Jarrett's on Friday night as opposed to Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Like at least it's on a Friday night in a short segment, and it's not a Monday night, ten minutes in the ring, talking shit, and then doing some sort of gang style jump. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't care about that. My big problem. I have two big problems at the moment. One, it's the fact that Aubrey is involved in this because she's a referee. Second thing I have a problem with. I don't understand what this is about. Ryan, maybe maybe you'll maybe you'll understand. Uh, Asian Joe, Kate, if Jared's wrestling together doesn't excite you, maybe the package I sent you will cheer you up. Um, Ryan, do you, are you expecting a package? First of all, let's just be clear. That sounds like, like a beginning of a porn. Um, but no, I'm expecting nothing. I'm not expecting a package. Why did the camera disappear? Why did the camera disappear? I think she did get Asian Joe's package. Whoa. Well, I guess we'll never know, so we're just gonna keep moving on. But Shalong, do you, for real though, do you have a a problem with the fact that Aubrey, a referee, is involved in in this wrestling angle? No, I honestly don't. If it's if it, if it stays to Fridays on Rampage, I absolutely have no problem with this at all, because they are starting another show. So you're gonna have two. 
big shows with your serious angles and your whatever. A Friday throwaway angle, I'm okay with it. I like, just you know, like it, a it's just silly. I again, right now, it's it's not great because you, you you're still limited on time. But when you start to have four hours of real programming versus two and a half, because Rampage is only a half, so you got four four and a half. You can use the other half of the, you know, to get to the five. You can use it for silly shit like Karen Jarrett versus this. You know, that's my only opinion. I, I wouldn't use it now when there's uh, a limited amount, but with with collision coming, it doesn't bother me. What the hell did Joe get Kate that's taking her this long? I don't know if I want to know. Is it is it a real sex doll look like CM Punk? I hope it's not a machine. If you get my drift, the machine. <laughs> Actually, I legitimately hope it's like a life size cutout of a uh, gasoline wielding Eddie Kingston. Oh my god! Because that's just creepy, and she would put it up and then scare herself in the middle of the night. I'm just, I don't know, schlong about you. I'm a little, I'm a little hurt. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little hurt too. I thought, I thought we had something special with Asian yeah. Joe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And and then he he does this to, to us and and says, no, 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 no. Yeah, only well, Kate. Well, you know, um, uh, who knows? Oh, oh, um, hi. Where the hi. fuck did you run off to? Um, I'll tell you on the commercial break because. I got excited yesterday and opened it, and I was supposed to open it on air. Oh, but, you blew it! But I'll grab it. Uh, on when we when we break for commercial, I'll, I'll bring it. I'll bring it back on in a very very special way. Asian Joe is also saying you won't be jealous of this at all. Trust me. Uh, no, it's not jealous, Joe. I said it. I'm not. I'm not upset. I'm not jealous. Ryan and I are just disappointed. We're just disappointed. I'm a little hurt. Okay, Ryan's you, hurt. Wait till you see what it is. I would just I would urge you to hold off on making an emotional reaction. Listen. Until you see what it is. I enjoy getting stuff in the mail. Ryan, don't do you like getting stuff in the mail? I like getting stuff in the mail. Doesn't I, I don't ma- it doesn't matter to me what it is. I send out stickers all the time. I'm sure people love getting things in the mail. Nobody I sends just, me stickers. I'd love people to send me stickers. Before you make any leaps or bounds, okay? I just want you to. All right, then let's finish Rampage so that I can see what the it's, hell this is. Because it's, it's over. Rampage is okay. over. No, we... no, no, no. There's some things we have to talk about real fast. What do you want to talk about? We gotta talk about. Zack Sabre Jr.'s finish to this match. We gotta talk about Go how good Emmy and Willow was. Holy shit. I, if you really want to dig deep into it, we certainly can. I, I thought we were gonna just move the, on to Dynamite. Just the jump from Andretti into the arm bar, and then the, I'm reaching for the rope with my arm, and Zack Sabre Jr. being like, nah, I'm gonna break them both instead. And then Willow and Emmy, holy shit. The pounce that we got and Willow like getting pissed off instead of being smiley fucking rules and Shibata who didn't have a brain in his head at one point. 
It's true. But on banger pure matches, holy shit. And spot food to open the night. Crazy. Crazy little rampage that got thrown together here. And Zack Sabre Jr. is a bit overrated, in my opinion. Okay. Well. That is an uneducated opinion, my friend. Hmm. It's a highly Don't educated opinion. A dickhead about Zack Sabre Jr., mate. Um, I will say this. Um, Jesse Ozog said, uh, I know I enjoyed getting my stickers eventually. <laughs> let me take a moment. Uh, let me just take a moment here uh, and say this. I'm going to look right here. <laughs> I made a highly unprofessional mistake. I said it before and I'll say it again. I, uh, I will never forget about it. I only hope to learn from it and grow from it. And from the bottom of my heart, Jesse Ozog, I apologize. I'm doing better. I do better or I try to do better in your name every day and try to be the most professional person I could be. And I will live every day the rest of my life uh, with disappointment in myself for missing that request and not getting it out in a timely fashion. So I, uh, I do apologize. I know, I know it doesn't help, but I can only help it. Uh, I can only hope that, uh, somehow, um, eventually in time could be a day, could be a month, could be a year, could be 10, that eventually you find it in your heart, uh, that you could, start to forgive me for the unprofessional actions that that uh happened with me not sending out your stickers in a timely fashion okay now aside from this i got a question here i'm cutting your pot i thought that was the no, end that's of your fine i'm sorry. done i'm done no i'm done what is over your shoulder it's it's got slimer on it it's a high c oh, so <clears throat> there's a um i'm glad you brought this up schlong uh, because it's a product that I'd like to talk about really quick. It's not an ad. Uh, it's, it's, it's not an ad and I want to make sure that I get this right. So give me, you know, uh, what, while you're, while you're straightening yourself out over there, I just want you to realize that mm-hmm. perhaps why Joe didn't send you something is he feels like you currently can't be trusted with sending and receiving mail because of no. your recent issues and mistakes. Mm-mm. With Jesse Ozog. I, I think it's um a reasonable conclusion to jump to. I, I'm just going to mute her there because she doesn't have the power to unmute her. I'm not surprised. Oh, what happened? Um, I can I can mute and unmute myself. I just can't mute and unmute you guys. I would have actually thought he'd send it to Ryan because Ryan's always home. Hold on real quick. Well, I, uh, Val said... Um, Hi, Val. Val said, I got my stickers in a very timely fashion. They were ma- they made my day when I was having a hella rough one, although I also got a War Horse shirt in the mail that day. So, all right, get out of here. Well, <laughs> a couple things. Val rules. Uh, I believe there's... You got to throw the I War be Horse thing in there, though. Come on. When Val requested her stickers is what business picked up on the sticker front. I, I Yeah, I agree. Val's... I'll confirm that. Hold She's on. She's a fucking I'll... draw. I'll confirm yeah, it. Got, well, she's got a feud going on right now with uh, Trevor Outlaw, I believe, right? I think that's what that I was mean. got a feud going on with the fucking world. That poor girl's been through a lot lately. Yeah, there's a GoFundMe Val... out there, I think, right, Kate? 
Uh, for for somebody that not for her specifically, but somebody right, that's that she's right, I just make sure it was getting it's Val and Taylor Swift versus the world is all you need to know. So Val did put in uh, a request, um, and then uh, they started a drip and drab in, and then they picked up like business picked up on the second of June. Probably yeah. right around when, when she got them. She got it. All of a sudden, she's out there. People see someone cool like her has got them, and and business picks up like wait fucking val has them i gotta get me some stickers is what everybody's right so now back to the thing i was probably stickered taylor swift concert and everybody was like oh my god i'm in my mark order era i have to get stickers well i mean who doesn't want stickers i'm just gonna say who who doesn't want stickers i mean we could get taylor swift holding a mark order sticker it would all change we'd start selling those bad boys quickly and selling t-shirts I still want to know. I still want somebody to get a sign on TV. Like, I think if you get a sign on TV, you're going to get a shirt and stickers and maybe you'll even get. You know what? This was a this was a gimmick that I think happened on a Monday night that never got paid off. Um, But uh, if if you're the first person to get our sign on TV, I think you'll get to come on to this show. So, Caden, if you make that happen, you'll definitely get to come onto the show for Caden a period a of for happen. a period of time, not the entire show. You get a segment, and we move on because we've got too much shit to do on this show already. I'm trying to do ads in, uh, you know, not ads. We're trying to sell the shit out of this show. We we're trying to push the shirts. We got a lot of shit going on. Hey, you're not trying to advertise anything. You're just very passionate about a handful of products that happen to be in the background or within reach that's right of your desk where you do this from that is right what was this product so i will tell you so there's a company out there again not an ad we're not being paid i just like the product and if they would like to sponsor us we will certainly discuss it but uh there's a company called nutty and nostalgic and they make all sorts of like spreads or like fluffs um, that are of, of of like a nostalgic flavor. So, for example, some of the things they have are um, uh, giggle cookies, uh, fudge and vanilla cookie spread. You know, the remember the giggle cookies that they don't make anymore. Those were fucking fantastic. Um, they do. Uh, uh, they do a. uh Butterfinger BBs spread. Um, they at one point did one that was like a tricks spread. They did. I had this one too. They did one called dinosaur candy bar or something like that. It is like, do you guys remember the cartoon Rugrats? Rex Reptar bar, whatever. Yeah, it was supposed to be exactly like a Reptar bar. Uh, now, obviously pepper. those weren't real, but it was everything they said. They're real to me. Damn bar. it. I also, Ryan, you'll probably appreciate this. They did one called, oh, sorry. They did one called Cowabunga Pies. That was like the Ninja Turtles uh, handheld pies they used to sell. So it was vanilla, like a vanilla pudding fluff with little pie pieces in it. It was fucking great. Now, to answer your question, Ryan, this is what was in the background. This is called 90C. I'm trying to get in focus. It's pretty hard. See, this we is where, I wish, we, I, we have this is where I wish I had a second camera and I could have just held it into my second camera. Okay. But um, it's 90C. You are correct. You did see um, Slimer on that. 
and uh, the little uh, tangerine that looks like it's uh, it's fucking. Was so it ecto cooler? It is an ecto cooler uh, spread, so it does have like a uh, citrus flavor to it. The closest thing I could sort of um, explain that this is like is it's almost like um, like cake icing. You know what I mean? But a little creamier than like a cake icing. So does it have uh, a delightful, smooth texture? It does. And I will tell you this. I haven't opened this one. This is one that I got to to stock. I do have one that I rock. Uh, but I, you know, I work slowly through it because it's rich and it's sweet. And I put it on like, you know what I put it on? We bought these wonderful almond uh, windmill cookies from Trader Joe's. I spread delightful. a little bit of that on. It's delightful. What's, what's this company called again? This company that we'd love to get a sponsorship for is called Nutty and Nostalgic. And you can go to their website, nutty, nuttynostalgic.com. Every third day that I've ever been on. You know what I mean? Not an ad. I'm not Googling it right now or anything. Nope, not at all. Ryan, I'm telling you. Now, some of the flavors they have that you'll see there are not like available anymore. Um... I definitely got the PB maxed, which is like the old candy bar. Um, the, the one that they had was like a dinosaur candy bar, which was the reptar bar cowbunga pie. And then the nineties C those are all the ones I've tried, but everything else in here is like fantastic looking. And some of the ones that they do, Ryan, they're not all just whipped up. Like some of the jars that they've done in the past, they're layered. So like they'll do um, like a layer of chocolate chips, then chocolate icing or pudding or whatever it is, then nuts, then more like icing, then more chocolate chips on top, like fan fucking tastic stuff. Well, some and of the ones I really want, though, it sounds like a delightful and versatile product that anyone could use in their home. It is. And it's a, it's an affordable treat that lasts you a while. Because you're not just going to, I mean, if you want to take a spoon and eat the whole jar, like in one sitting, have at it. I can't. Yeah, I, I need to spread I, it out. I would, I'm a, you I'm think a this thing's going to last if I get it? But, I, but see, the ones I want are gone. Well, Ryan, they do restock them after a while. Ryan, you know what I mean? Like we're trying to land a sponsor. I don't care. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I've gone into fat there. kid mode, okay? Stop. I'm going into fat kid mode. I am now fully focused on what I want. Ryan is very upset because some of them are sold out because they're just hot well, items. Bunga pies is because gone. they're hot, hot, hot. So get yours today. Use the code Mark Order. No, 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 no. Don't. This is not an ad. Not oh an right. Ad. Oh yes. look at this. Uh, one LT photo. My wife just bought the PB jelly. Well, uh, well leave a comment that you heard about us talking. Heard about uh them on a podcast they weren't doing an ad but they were singing the praises because one of their jars was in the background <laughs> ryan hey. fucking smile pose God ryan look it. at the camera i am legitimately get it on the bit just freeze frame okay good sorry i was legitimately looking at the website better well while uh while you're looking at the website ryan we're gonna take a little break because it's been an hour uh this is normally when we take our break we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about dynamite a lot of news and notes from the last week we'll touch on as we get to the end here uh and we're gonna go into some business for ourselves and tell you how you can support us 
um, right after the break. But for now, you can listen to uh, some words from some of the other wonderful shows that are part of the Shining Wizards Network, which we are a proud part of. So stay tuned. We'll be right back to talk about Dynamite to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to The Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, Merch.ShiningWizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling Tees store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. If you can't support us monetarily, if you don't shop at Amazon, that's absolutely fine. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web, and make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Doesn't cost you anything, helps us out, and we can continue to bring you the love fest that is the Shining Wizards. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes so join your cool uncle snowy and his co-host aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network.
What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder. Because if you don't find us, we will find you. I'm Kevin Rowe. I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of down under pounders that co host Rogue Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old men, and sometimes people get on our nerves. And when you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn. Get off my lawn, asshole! We also go on a little bit of a mission. We go back and we're grading every wrestling figure line that's out there. I'm talking LJMs. I'm talking Jacks. I'm talking Hasbros. Who doesn't like a little Hulkaplex? It's a Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast production found on the Shining Wizards Network. I'm Duke Bags. Kevin Rowe! And together we are the co-hosts of your Duke Road. If you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows, we got you covered. Well, we talk about good ones, too. We're currently talking about the death of WCW. I know what we're fucking talking about! Sometimes we get uh, guest spots, like from the Taskmaster. I like to uh, I like to listen to the Year of Duke and Rope podcast. They're uh, funny guys. That, uh, I like when they I like when they talk about the, the, the Nards plows. I like Nards plows. That's, uh, that's a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes, sometimes I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Oklahoma. Let me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right. It's a podcast for two men. Two men. Duke Banks, Kevin Rowe. They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right. And who better to talk about a man's sport than Duke Oklahoma. Once in a while, Vince Russo stops by. Oh, you piece of shit! If you're not listening to your Duke and Rogue podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit, I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you gotta slide one in there. If you're a man, if you're a man, you're talking about something only a man can do. You're talking about sliding one in there. Bro, take the time to slide one in there. Alright, bro, you piece of shit. Slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain Wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network. All right, we're back here on the Mark Order podcast. And before we go into a little bit of business for ourselves, I do want to say a lot of people are in that chat talking about that nutty nostalgic spread. For real, that was not an ad. But if you guys do order from them, you can leave a note at checkout. Let them know you heard about them on this show. Maybe. I am. 
so sad that Cal Bunga Pies is sold out. Like, you have legit no idea how happy I was at the idea and then how sad I got when it was gone. Ryan, they will, like, if you follow them on social and stuff, they, they sometimes do, like, re, like, they won't refill them, like, flavors all the time immediately. Some of them they will. Like, they have regulars that they do. But, like, Cowabunga Pies was a special. They brought it back. That's how I got some. Eventually, they might bring it back. Same with the the Ghostbusters one or the the high uh, ecto cooler one. So, like, keep an eye out. They'll probably put it back up at some point. But right, seriously, that's about you, your bullshit. Okay, I got a package. If hold on, if you order some, just let them know you heard about them from us. This is both maybe they'll send us some spread, Ryan, and ruined my night. All right, real quick, Kate. We'll get to you in one second. Let me just take care of business, and then we'll get to you. So, um. You can support us. We've been talking about it. Uh, you can definitely support us a couple different ways. Follow us on our socials. That helps a lot. Uh, at Mark Order Pod, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Give us a follow. That helps uh, That helps us. And uh, if you go to the link tree in our bios, you can request free stickers. Uh, we've been talking about the stickers all goddamn night. So why don't you get some of your own? Uh, and all you got to do is click that button. Make sure you leave us your name, uh, your email address, and your full mailing address. I cannot stress that enough. If you don't give me an address, I can't send you stickers. So give me your address, and then I will send you out some of these Mark Order podcast stickers. And as I said in the chat, um, while Kate says she's too good to sign anything, I personally uh, sign all of the letters that go out with the stickers. And uh, I handwrite all the envelopes. So uh, you do get something handwritten to an extent. Uh, the other it's way. It's not that could... I'm too good. It's that You're I'm too good. good to do it for free. Well, they said if they get a shirt, will you sign something? Uh, maybe. But you said you're too good for that. So we'll see. But you could spend some of your hard earned dollars on us by picking up a T-shirt. All you got to do is go to the button in our link tree to buy a T-shirt. Uh, or you can go directly to uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash markorderpod. Or if you're on Pro Wrestling Tees, you can just search Mark Order Podcast and we should pop right up. We've got four shirt designs in the store, two front prints, two front and back prints. Total of four shirts. So pick whichever one you like, order one with everything else you're going to order. And some of that money comes back to us. Uh, and we sink it right back into this show, buying more stickers, you know, getting anything we need for production, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we greatly appreciate if you uh, decide to help us out by picking up a T-shirt. We think they're pretty rad. Uh, and in any case, if you uh, if you get a shirt, if you get a, some stickers, certainly let us know on social that you got it. Take a photo and let us know that you received it so uh, so we can see and share your tweets. Can't stress enough. I don't appreciate it. It's the bare minimum you can do. I expect it. Pony up the dough. That's right, Ryan. Ryan, she doesn't appreciate it. Don't appreciate it. I don't He's appreciate not talking it. to his mic, but she doesn't appreciate it. That's right. No she appreciation. She doesn't appreciate it. No appreciation. So, Kate, you got a pack. You got a package in the mail? Yeah, because Asian Drove supports women, but only kind of. Because it's a very nice thing to send someone a little gift in the mail. 
but to send them the sexual harassment two pack of Alberto Del Rio and Brodus Clay. I mean, is this a gift? Those are keepers. Don't ever let them breathe. And the reason I couldn't show before was there was a big ass sticker over Del Rio. (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 no. I got to peel the sticker off so y'all can see Alberto Del Rio. Now, I will let you know that these rumblers. This is probably the worst of the two pack because you don't get much worse than that. But not not a winning collection. Okay, you have our that is amazing. Our truth and Jack Swagger. You have Punk and Cena, which is great, but you also have Mason Ryan in the Big Show and Alex Riley in the Miz. But at least Alex Riley in the Miz makes sense. That right, there are there are some pairings that made sense. Like our truth and swagger also were like they had a program together at at the same time that that Cena and Punk did. So I'm and as did A Ryan and Miz. Brodus Clay and Del Rio, I don't remember ever being in the ring at the same time under any circumstances. But knowing what a big fan I am of Tyrus and also um people that will never work in American wrestling again because they're abusive pieces of shit. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> but I am delighted to tell you this did appear to be on somewhat of a clearance. <laughs> Asian I Joe? I don't think this was a, a popular hot ticket item. Asian Joe, I can tell you this. If you ever find... uh, Who is that pairing? CM Punk and Cena? Yes. Asian Joe, if you ever find that and send it to me, I'll love you forever. I already love you forever, but who are you going to find on this show that's a bigger CM Punk fan than me? I would really appreciate that two-pack of Rumblers. Support women, Joe. If you find that two-pack, send it to me. We know. This is not supporting women. These, This guy, sexual harassment, got him suspended and fined at Fox News, I believe. This guy, only not in jail because of a very corrupt government. So, Sexual harassment, two pack. <laughs> I mean, but you can see uh, Tyrus every night on Greg Gutfeld. He's the king of late. Do Basil? Whoop de do. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk dynamite. Um, because dynamite. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I'm gonna just strategically probably put this one right. Can you see it? Oh, it's hanging out with with Eddie Guerrero and CM Punk and my big gold book that Aunt gave me and my Eddie Kingston partner, who's got to be in the G1, but we'll talk about that later. We're going to talk about it. We got some news and notes. So uh, let's talk about Dynamite because I thought this was a good episode of Dynamite. Um, I disagree. Really? it was a great episode of Dynamite and that there was not a single segment really that I didn't love. Well, um, we're going to talk about it because I thought I agree with you. Um, And I thought the crowd was really good tonight as well. Uh, So they open up the show with Orange Cassidy versus Swerve for the AEW International Championship. And what a match. I want to say right off the bat because uh, I don't want to forget it. Every time that I see... Whoa, creepy. Uh, Every time Ryan just came back from being disappeared... And it always freaks me out. Uh, 
every time Swerve does that move where he gets thrown over the top rope and does the somersault off the apron, I am always nervous as fuck that he is going to miss and break his goddamn neck. And every time mm-hmm. he pulls it off, like it's amazing to me that he doesn't ever slip and fall or at least not that I've seen him do it. Um, but anyway, this match was fantastic in my book. Um, just cutting to the end so we could talk about it in depth with the rest of the crew. Orange Cassidy wins by pinfall um, with the O'Connor roll and a handful of tights to retain the international championship. Swerve also had a handful of tights going for a pin and uh, Orange Cassidy sort of used it to his advantage. Post-match, uh, the Mogul Embassy hit the ring to beat down Orange Cassidy, but the lights go out. And when they come back up, Sting and Darby Allen are in the ring. The Mogul Embassy uh, are heading up the ramp, uh, and uh, they stand sort of uh, staring down the Mogul affiliates. Um, and then it gets announced that we're going to get a we're going to get a tag match uh, with the Mogul affiliates and uh, Darby and Sting and Orange Cassidy next week. So that should and be who? fun. Oh, I'm sorry, Kate. Who who is uh, Darby? And there was another guy with face paint. Sting. How can I get? Uh, how can I forget the gimmicks? I'm so sorry. Oh, I think Sting um, took a while Jesse to get down o- to that ring. Probably same way you forgot about Jesse Ozog stickers. You know, sometimes things just oh, slip our minds. Come on, you have to keep opening up that wound. It's never really closed. Um. So I thought this was fantastic. the The wrestling was really good. Um. And I do want to say that again because this led the show off. It is normally a five-year-old, soon-to-be six-year-old's bedtime at 8 o'clock. But he's been very lucky lately that it's been Orange Cassidy leading off the show (laughs) because he gets an extra 30 minutes to watch Orange Cassidy. I will say what was adorable is that when the lights go off, he jumped up and went, Oh, it's the House of Black. Oh! I had to explain, no, it's not going to be the House of Black because, um, you know, they're they're bad guys, but it's cool. It's going to be somebody cool. And then he was very excited. It was Darby and Sting. But he was like, the House of Black is so cool. They're really cool. I really want to see the House of Black. I was like, it's not going to be the House of Black, bud. And then when when it was Darby and Sting, I was like, go brush your teeth. Get to bed. It's way late. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so, um, Kate out of, uh, because Ryan is so depressed that he can't get his cowabunga pies, nutty nostalgia spread. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Ryan first, um, to see what he thought about this match. So I like that they're the story they're telling about orange Cassidy without actually telling the story. And by that, I mean like not spoon feeding it to you where he's coming out more bandaged, more taped up every week. All these matches are, are wearing on him. I think that's such a great story. And it's subtle, but done just enough that everyone's picking up on it. Uh, I thought Swerve was probably going to be the guy. I was like, this is this is the match. Because Swerve should be. Swerve's amazing. He needs a belt soon. He's, he's Or if not a belt, something big. But at the same point, I don't think the loss hurts Swerve a whole lot because Orange Cassidy kind of stole it. It was kind of one of those like, stop it, Kate. I see the giggle. 
No, that actually wasn't that wasn't at your ridiculous accent, believe it or not. Bite you. Uh but um the the embassy coming out after mogul embassy coming out after and beating up Orange Cassidy. I get that the best friends had a match, but also like your best friends. Like, I don't care if, if my best friend is getting beat up. I don't care if I have a match. I'm running down the ramp to fight for him. Uh, but that's a that's that's a very minor nitpick because you got the Sting thing, which again I think he took a while to get down to that ring because it was dark for a long time. So I was just like, Sting's not moving that quickly. Uh, but I I loved. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying. I love the match. I just I thought Swerve would be it, but I really like what they're doing with Orange Cassidy, which is. He just is getting so beat up. I mean, even after this, he took a beating. So I still think Swerve might be the one based on how this match ended. I mean, Kate, I also thought it was going to be Swerve tonight. I mean, I'm not mad, right? Like, because Orange Cassie's doing a great job, but I really thought that this was going to be Swerve's night. Did you think that too? Uh, I thought it might be. And then there were a few things that I thought of. What I was going to laugh at is sometimes. Someone in the chat finds the perfect joke for the perfect host. And Val saying, meanwhile, Ryan is cryabunga pies over there. It's just about the most Ryan-y joke in the history of jokes. I stole it. From Val. Um, and also Rob Humphrey saying, please forgive my lateness. I will not do better. Um, it's never I, been late for any podcast ever. Never. Also, I, I'd like you both to get it right. Val said creepabunga pies. No, she also said cryabunga too. Oh, did she? Did I miss yeah. it? I I yeah. personally like creepabunga. Personally. They're both well, great. I'm going with cryabunga That's why she dudes. doubled down. Um, no, I like creepabunga. So I thought it might be Swerve's Night, but I wonder if they... The fact we're getting a six-man out of this makes me think maybe it's not done. Like, maybe... And the fact that Orange Cassidy won with a handful of tights like adds a dimension there where Swerve could be like, I'm the first person in your whole reign that you had to cheat to beat. Um, and I, I think that's a compelling enough story. I hate when faces win by cheating just because the bad guy didn't first doesn't mean you get to do it as the good guy like that. I, that's just a personal thing. I, it annoys me in wrestling. Uh, but I, I thought the match was fantastic. Swerve is such a star man. And uh, I, I think it would be wise to give him a belt soon. I think with the international title, you do want it defended at Forbidden Door first before you have Orange Cassidy drop it. Like, I feel like his return from injury and this whole run is rooted in that match he had with Will Ospreay at the last Forbidden Door. Like, that's when all the matches started getting agented differently. That's when we started to see a lot more than, like, kicks, haha. Orange Cassidy getting his ass beat, but he turned it on. Like that was when we really started to get some dimension. So I feel like that's a, a nice nod to it. Let him defend it at Forbidden Door. If he retains, I think he drops to Swerve probably on Collision. If he drops, I think that's a really interesting story to drop to someone in New Japan. Ton of fun to be had there. So I, I wanted it to be Swerve. Uh, but I, I think I, I get where they, they might be going with this, but that should also be a, a nice little six man if they, they choose to go that route as well, but super fun post-match beatdown makes sense. The hand coming into play in this match, a bunch was fantastic. Um, this was a, a really, really great way to start off a really fun episode. 
I do want to bring up Scott George said um, he didn't understand uh, turning out the lights. And when they come on, the heels are out of the ring and not still in the ring. You know, I didn't think too much about it, but it is sort of weird. We don't normally see that. Did anybody have a problem with that? No, because the lights are off. I'm getting the fuck out of the ring because someone's coming in the ring. That's logical. Yeah, but from what direction? One direction? It did feel like maybe the timing. You don't know your beautiful aunt. Perfect. Aunt, you're so pretty. Thank you. I'm working Um, on it. Yeah, I, I think there's um I think there's a lot of fun to be had with an eventual swerve title reign, and I think there's a lot of fun to be had at Forbidden Door. So we'll we'll see what happens. Well, after this, um, we do get a video package hyping up the main event. It was absolute Ricky Starks. I just don't remember who else was in the main event kate do you remember who his opponent was tonight in the main event i actually happen to remember this oh you do it was switchblade jay white some people thank you might get it confused and think it was switch comb oh somebody doesn't commit to their bed it broke today <laughs> oh Perfect. no see oh shit that's so funny that comb I'm new see if i can get it fixed because it's, it's not um... get it fixed just buy a new one there oh I'm, it's like a screw thing if i can get the screw back in i'm fine buck 99 if you can get the screw back in that's what she said <laughs> that's what she said Hey-o. um See, see what happens, Ryan, when you play with it too much. It I said last week this thing is gonna break. I knew I would break it. Look, see, I don't, I don't, I don't pull the big timer card a lot, but uh, I'm, I'm used to working with professionals. And between Mister forgets to send out stickers and Mister Broken come oh, over here, Kate. do better. All right, you. I'm too busy to sign things. I will. My for internet advice. won't work virtual. ever. My God. I'm basically Virgil. Well, after the package, we get uh, American Dragon Brian Danielson making his entrance to commentary. They also do a recap of his challenge to Okada, and they uh, they talk about that momentarily as he says he's going to prove to Okada at Forbidden Door that he's better than he ever was, and then they go to a break before the next match. Uh, if you want to hear our take on that match announcement and you missed it, we talked about it in the first hour. So go back uh, and take a listen or watch it on YouTube. But the next match we get uh, is the Blackpool Combat Club. That's Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta versus. That's right, folks. Chaos, the original Chaos, as handpicked by the original leader, Sue. You'll hear New uh, New Japan B expert uh, millionaire Matt uh, give you those facts. Um, But it was chaos. That's sexy Chucky Taylor, uh, Rocky Romero, and Trent Beretta. Um, Another fun match, if you ask me. Uh, clearly we know sort of that the Blackpool combat club is, is sort of on a, on a, on a winning streak here. They did come out, uh, winning this by submission with the sleeper hold from Moxley on Rocky Romero at the same time, Yuta was able to cut off Chuck, uh, Taylor with, uh, the elbows. Um, 
Prior to that, uh, Trent was taken out as he went for a moonsault and got smashed uh, with uh, the European uppercut from Claudio Castagnoli, which was a great-looking move. Uh, always fun to see that. Um, but yeah, uh, that match uh, ended with Blackpool Combat Club winning. Then they cut backstage to Adam Page and the Young Bucks, also known as the Hung Bucks. Bucks. Uh, and they said that next week they're in Washington, D.C., where Dynamite began. And if you think Anarchy in the Arena was the end, it was just the beginning. They want a trios match next week. And Danielson accepts because the Blackpool Combat Club doesn't turn down a challenge. And next week will be their last live TV experience because the BCC will end them. And we go to our next break. Um, so, Kate. Uh, I'll throw to you to get your take on the match. What'd you think here? I, I think Danielson is filling the role that Regal played on commentary extremely well. That being said, I'm extremely disappointed that commentary made no mention of Sue during this match. It's sexism. As we've discussed on the show, we would hope that you would support women. Uh, and to just ignore Sue they mentioned Okada being the leader. That makes sense for the Danielson Okada story, but you can't just throw suicide. So you can't throw suicide like that. Um, it's pretty much like Sue, huge gap, Shinsuke Nakamura, right? And then everybody else. Uh, that is what put New Japan on track. It, a lot of people will tell you Shinsuke Nakamura and Sue finding chaos is kind of what steered the ship back in the right direction for new Japan. Um, and it's just, it's, it's insulting. I feel bad for her do better, uh, AEW, but this match was a whole heck of a lot of fun. I'm becoming one of those people that I'm trying not to become where I'm like, I'm getting very stylistically preferential. <laughs> like I've, I've been on such a fucking tecker, rabbit hole and seeing things like like if someone goes to the top rope i've always thought that the best spot in wrestling was the samoa joe walkaway spot i've been very vocal about that mm -hmm. because if you think of the exertion to punishment it's the best ratio you'll ever find you shuffle to the side you let a high flyer take themselves out incredible also on that list claudio castagnoli delivering an enormous uppercut that you fall into or a uh, a Zack Sabre Jr. let me cravat you or catch you in an arm bar or whatever the fuck that guy wants to do. Like, it's just... I do have an extra appreciation for things like that and wrestling. And I, I feel like I'm seeing it more and more on my screen. I saw it in, in WWE with Becky Lynch pulled off like a, a manhandle slam from somebody that was coming out from the top rope. And I, I think it's something I'm seeing more of and that I'm more aware of. I'm certainly not anti-flippy-do at all, but I, I just, that spot today with Claudio delivering that uppercut was so <laughs> vicious looking. I think it's so cool he got to work Osaka for Dominion. Like, what a special moment for that dude. But Blackpool Combat Club is just one of the most compelling factions in the world to me right now. And I thought this match was a whole heck of a lot of fun. And to Ryan's point earlier, the fact that they didn't come down to save Orange Cassidy and this match happened immediately after was enough of a logical fill-in for me because if you have a match right away, you're stretching, you're putting on your gear, you're you're planning things out. Um, Orange Cassidy 
hasn't really needed any help in this extremely dominant title reign. So that was my initial reaction was like, where are your best friends in this best friend situation? But the fact that went on immediately after I was like, I actually kind of like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, really distracted by the fact they didn't even mention Sue on commentary, but other than that, a lot of really, really, really good stuff here. I do want to add two things, Ryan, before we get your thoughts. <clears throat> Marky Mark Kayfabe says, can confirm as a resident New Japan uh, pro wrestling historian, Sue is a founding member of Chaos. I have to correct you, Marky Mark, on one thing. Sue is the founding member of Chaos. Marky Mark also went on to say that someone needs to update uh, Wiki. Sue has been admitted. Um, we, uh, it had been updated prior by um literally, literally by me <laughs> yeah i was gonna say from somebody on this show and it got uh changed uh so feel free to go recorrect it um look fightful reported that sue is a founding member of chaos sean went out of his way to get that confirmed so mm -hmm. that's right and he didn't even pay wallet so schlong your thoughts on the match so first of all Kate is becoming a snob, and it's it's just brutal. Um, it's removing the fun from wrestling. She's taking it away with her snobbery. The match was excellent. You have six of the best wrestlers out there, and they all understand tag team wrestling. Yuta killing Trent at the uh, not Trent, um, Chucky at the end was just brutal. Uh, and Chuck sold it really well, where he just kind of like stopped reacting after a while, which was perfect. And, and it looked real. Uh, Yuta should just start becoming more and more disheveled. Like his hair should just keep getting longer and his beard stragglier because I think it's playing into the crazed look. Uh, the only thing... What is the ultimate goal with the Blackpool Combat Club trio? Well, I mean, I think... I think eventually, because obviously you're not going to do the elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club uh, foursome, like because, you know, obviously Danielson's going uh, with Okada, Osprey's going to go up against um, Kenny Omega. So those they're taken out of of a trio right at Forbidden Door. I also don't, I think we're going to get Moxley in the singles at, at Forbidden Door, right? So I don't think they're going to pay off anything here, but I, I truly still believe, Schlong, that like Ibushi's going to come into the picture and then Takeshita's going to come into the picture. And, um, you know, they're still, they still have to blow off that feud, right? It's still strong. I, I agree. I'm just saying this trio is just undefeated, just keeps winning. You have a trio's title. Yeah, but you can't put them in that picture yet because they're still feuding with the elite. You know what I mean? Like, I agree, but at some point you start to be like, sure. Also, no, I saw I Kate smile and I can only assume it was for this. That was part of it. But also when you asked what the point of the trio was and one LT photo just said murder, <laughs> that popped me as well. <laughs> Also, I mean, I be, like, because people who might be listening couldn't see, uh, you said uh, uh, Kate was laughing at Val's comment, support women. Yeah. I'm just trying to drive into the YouTube. Yeah, that's what I do. You got to read it, man. 
No, I want them to come to the YouTube and see it. Well, you got to read it. Nope, I'm driving them to the YouTube. But if people aren't looking at the YouTube, like, listen, I know. Look my at favorite, my face at all times. Hold on. I know that uh, my favorite um, uh, my favorite writer or uh, Shakespearean uh, expert, Jesse Ozog, may be busy writing his great the next great American novel. And he's not looking uh, uh, at the screen. Hey, 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 hey aunt. Yes. A little brown on your nose there. Excuse me. Uh, I am just saying that that's one example this is how ant treats his favorites it uh, did i i said favorite shakespearean expert he screwed he screwed up and now he's trying to make up for it we see it moving on (laughs) do you want to talk kate about uh anything else with this and supporting women um no just support women uh she's a legend and i will be updating the Wikipedia shortly after this broadcast to reflect the true and genuine confirmed reported by Fightful fact that Sue is a founding member of Chaos. Also, Rocky Romero, so underrated. Holy shit. Rocky is so good at everything he does. Like, he's so good in the ring. He's great on commentary. He's a hell of a booker. Like, Un- absolutely one of the most underrated in-ring talents that they have going on there because they just have so much going on there. But like, I felt like he showed out tonight. This match also, I think, again, sort of for me, showed like how underratedly good Trent and Sexy Chucky TR, right? Like, I mean, this match was constant movement. Give them a real tag run, goddammit. Aggressive, but I agree. Yeah, I don't disagree. I'm aggressive tonight because I'm sad. He's Why so are you sad? Because your cow, because your cry bunga pies. My bunga pies are sold out. All right, well there was some great wrestling. We're gonna talk you about more of that great exist. wrestling. All wrestling is great wrestling to me, Kate. That's true. That that does track. Yeah, some of us are just a little bit smarter, Ryan. Yeah, I am smarter than you. I enjoy everything. I don't ruin my day. No, there's Except there's some Cal people who just out. don't understand the depth, and you're one of them, and that's great for you. You you are a snob. Yeah, because I'm you better. Think, than you. But but it's like that fake snobbery. I know it. Like that person who's read one book and tells you all the time that they've read that one book. Yeah. Or like back when like you had like real if Facebook you didn't read that book, people, they're better than you. I remember, like I when, know that when Facebook pro- profiles were a thing, like when people actually cared, and they'd put their favorite books and be like, "Of mice and men." No one actually puts that as their favorite book. You're trying to feel smart. I you know get what? It. I aunt knows it that I'm better than you. Uh-huh. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and try and to to try and Aunt's convince a yes man. Try and convince true. someone who's who's clearly lesser than in their opinions. I I've said this before. Mm-hmm. Art in general, including wrestling, should be viewed in absolutes and not interpreted in any way, shape, or form. I almost made a Star Wars joke. I was like, Kate won't get it. Never mind. Move on. No, because I spend my time not with these nerdy hobbies, but in the classical stylings of professional wrestling. I go down YouTube rabbit holes of Zack Sabre Jr. (laughs) Yes. um, Are you familiar with a little evolve match between... (laughs) 
<laughs> between Zack Sabre Jr. and Tyler you, Bate? You know, two things. One, I'm surprised nobody caught the fact Ryan goes, Ant's just a yes man. And my immediate response was, no, I'm not. I wanted to, but Kate said something immediately. And I had to, because that was a great response, Ant. That was well appreciated. Here's the other thing. Actually, two other quick points. Ryan, Of Mice and Men is a good book. I wouldn't call it a difficult read. So no, it it's it's one book. of those books though. Back in the day, when like again, when Facebook profiles like were back when Facebook was cool, so like fifteen years ago, um, and people would put their favorite books, and they put like the books you had to read in high school, The Great Gatsby of Mice Men. They put that there as like their favorite books, and I would I always know that. Of Mice and Men. There's nothing wrong with Mice and Men. Yeah, no, no, book. there's nothing wrong. But when you put that as your favorite book, it lets me know you don't read books. But, I'm the snob. Yeah. Okay. Of wrestling. Here's my third thing I want to bring up because Marky Mark put it in the chat and I totally forgot about this and I should have brought it up because I remember seeing it. He said, fun fact, in the A&E biography about China, they credit Rocky Romero as, quote, former professional wrestler. That is 100% true and I can't believe I never brought that up. And I meant to I meant to talk to you guys about it. I was like, I didn't know Rocky retired. Did you? Because they do. 100% put it Holy Romero both our jaws dropped in true exp- that I honestly had to look it up after that and I was like did he retire and I didn't know like is he not actively wrestling no he's quite active I'm stunned yeah. <laughs> I'm holy stunned crap. I say what an insult see I would never make that mistake as someone who is better than everybody at, at right. being a fan I know that. So, so let's thank you, Ant. Let, let's, mm-hmm. Ant. I'm going to ask you the question. You could be the judge here. Okay. What is the geekier YouTube rabbit hole? It's going to be me, so I'm willing to accept the loss here. Let's but go. Finding Take a wrestler Ryan. and going through their catalog. Okay. Or just a bunch of videos about Star Wars. Oh, a hundred percent. The videos about Star Wars. Okay, I accept it. Because at least if you're looking at wrestlers sort of like greatest hits, like you're doing it because you're going to like look up like this was not greatest hits. No, no, no. No, but okay, that's fine. But like (laughs) even if you're going even if you're going and looking up matches from a prior wrestler, you're you're sort of going and looking at you know, things that they've done in in the case of going down a Star Wars video rabbit hole, Ryan, that could be anything from like fan fiction stories to no, no, no. I didn't say the, erotic fan fiction, just know, fan fiction. legitimate stories. They make expand into the books that are no longer canon, but they were canon at the time they were written. OK, yeah, no, that's you because, yeah, I'm nerdy. <laughs> Listen, if it wasn't going to be my Star Wars, it was going to be my history YouTube rabbit holes. That's, the, nerd, that's the nerdiest one for sure. That's worse than Star Wars. I don't know how, but it is. It just is. How dare you? Worse. You volunteered this information. No, I, I admit I am the biggest geek on this podcast. That's OK. I have to yeah, look at all the, the bullshit than... stuff about Lord of the Rings on our fucking feed. You're the nerd. 100%. Oh man, I forgot that I have like access to the Fightful YouTube and it was just Zack Sabre Jr. matches and meditation and what's up with live concerts. I was like, Sean, our suggestions are going to be weird for a little bit. It's fine. Everything's Kate. fine. 
Come on. Oh, by the way, one, one LT. I don't go down the Zack Sabre Jr. rabbit hole, but I've gone through many a wrestling rabbit hole on YouTube. So I am clearly just... What was that? Danny Jordan. No, yeah. hers... I've seen more live action, but... Like, what's this happening? Because she's not that old, but she hasn't been around as long. But, like, I, I went through a huge Orange Cassidy one when, when the AEW started. I went through a huge Joe Hendry one. Oh, you believe in him. Who does believe in Joe Hendry? And I really want him at uh, Wembley. That's just my Joe yeah. Hendry. Well, Back on track. Yeah, let's please get this fucking train on the tracks. Uh, we get the hype reel for Kenny versus Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door. Again, if you want to hear us talk about that, we spoke a little bit about that in the first oh hour. Forbidden dorks. And then MJF makes his appearance and gets on the mic. He says he nearly killed himself when he found out he was contractually obligated to show up in Colorado because it sucks. And he says there's no more competition for him in AEW. And he tells the crowd as they're chanting, MJF sucks. He says, your mother's swallow. Just A plus work. And nobody is on the level of the devil. Well, that brings out Adam Cole, baby. And I have to tell you guys, I didn't think that there was a more sort of unresolved, unfulfilled feeling in the world until you're going through the Adam Cole entrance and right before we get the big build to the crowd, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, MJF cuts it off. It's like on the office. Blue balls. (laughs) It's like in the office that time Andy was like, Oh, I have to, I have to resolve the melody or it's just going to bother me. And he had to sing like the last line of something. So MJF says that when CM Punk left him, he thought his wrestling fandom was dead. But then he flipped on the cha- he f- was flipping through channels and saw a little show called Ring of Honor. He can't lie. He thought Ring of Honor sucked, full of indie jabronis with no right to be on his TV. And he was about to change the channel. But then a man with slick black hair and icy blue hair, uh, icy blue eyes, uh, walked out, slick in the ring, perfect on the mic, and he was genuinely instantly hooked on Adam Cole. He watched as much Cole as he could from G- uh, CZW to every major indie to Florida, where he shocked the system as Shawn Michaels' handpicked guy, the best champion that promotion ever saw, and that is undisputed. Now, that's great pun work. I'll just say that for you guys. I mean, you- it's not what Val's bringing tonight, but it's pretty damn good. You All I'm saying to the two of you, look at me, Ryan. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Kate, look at me. Get on the level of MJF. All right. Get on the sticker sending level of uh, Asian Joe. I'm going to send out 30 stickers this week. Don't you worry. More than 30. I can't wait until that happens. 30 plus. (laughs) Anyway, he says he was a mark for Adam Cole because he's that good. He followed it. And then he followed in his footsteps. He, He knew his heart in his heart that Cole would make the jump with him to AEW and they'd have a feud of a lifetime between two generational talents. But then this guy showed up, you know, MJF asked him what happened. He used to be the Panama playboy, but now he's the Panama Panama game boy sitting at home Pam or pan. <laughs> I think I can weigh in on the whole pan pan. 
hello miss lady hello um so <laughs> so he says he's sitting at home behind his computer looking like a virgin golem meanwhile Britt baker keeps leaving the house with his balls in her purse and he didn't used to uh have the physique he asked didn't you used to have the physique of a world champion he's so frail that crack whores get jealous and Max says some people say it's the company misusing Adam, but the fact is that they've done everything possible to make him look cool, while all they have to do is make MJF look cool is ring the bell. The greatest dog collar match of all time, greatest Iron Man match of all time, greatest four-way of all time, best professional wrestler on God's green earth. He's beaten every top guy that they've uh, that people thought were on his level. So what makes Cole think that he'll be any different? Well, before he answers, Max brings up a nasty little rumor online that the reason he made the jump to the company is because a certain guy in Titan Towers didn't think he had top guy potential. And that individual's name was Vince McMahon. And Max is a big fan, by the way. Of course, there's the bidding war of 2024. And that's how you know the old man lost his marbles, that he didn't see top guy uh, in Adam Cole. But now that he's toe-to-toe in the ring with Cole, MJF thinks Vince was right. So Adam gets a microphone and responds, asking if that's the best the great MJF has. Well, he's coming across like a toxic social media troll. There's a ton of things to comment on, but he's going to brush over the Brit part because she can beat the hell out of Max. But what's his obsession with other people's relationships? Cole understands his fiance left him and he can't keep a relationship to save his life. And he thinks he's figured it out. And that's that MJF is a world class douchebag. How can we not talk about his body? Max must bring that up because of his body of work, which is untouchable. But if you want to go down the road, how about they both go backstage and piss in cups and we see who's natural and who isn't? <laughs> You don't want to do that? Thought so. He appreciates that Max studied his career, but they're nothing alike, and those boys and girls in the back respect him. He knows it's been uh, he's been the bad guy in the past, but as a human being, they respect him. MJF, on the other hand, he swears on his life not a single person in the back respects him, and they'd laugh in his face if he asked. MJF, uh, MJF says, uh, you know, He'll ask his money about it, but uh, that's tough talk coming from Keith Lee's manager. Um, Adam says uh, he has to create a false narrative because he's a he's a coward of a champion. A real champion would tell him to shut the, uh, shut up and fight, but he's a coward. And if Max takes one thing away from this conversation, it's that he won't fight him because Cole is better than him and they know it. So MJF gets really pissed at that, screams at him that he'll fight him any day of the week and kick his ass. And so we do have a setup match next week and it will be an eliminator, uh, an eliminator match with MJF versus Adam Cole. Baby. Thank you, Kate. So um, I will say this. What? What, Ryan? I did it. I did it, too. It's the first time in a long time, and it was late. So I'll give credit where credit is due. Ryan, good effort. You get an E for effort. I'll say this. Um, 
I got a text in another uh, chat, uh, and somebody put it perfectly. In the first, in five minutes of MJF talking with Adam Cole, MJF has already done more for Adam Cole than Chris Jericho did in a six-month feud of his comeback. I thought this was a fantastic um, promo from both of these guys. I liked a lot of the history and the jabbing. You know, they evoked the name of Vince, uh, which they've alluded to him, have never really. Well, I'm sure they've said his name before, but this was really, really obvious. Um, I didn't have a problem with any of this. I loved it. We're getting where we thought they were going to go, right? Um, but they sort of kept it off of everybody's plate before the pay-per-view. What I'm just interested in seeing is how they sort of get through this eliminator match, right? Um, because historically MJF isn't losing. Um, and so I wonder if he's going to cheat. Come on. You know how it's going to happen. Go ahead. Sean Dean. The captain. The captain going to come in here, cost MJF, as he do. Okay. Um, oh, I loved this. I loved this so much. <laughs> the ring the freaking bell line uh, referencing the Adam Cole promo where he destroyed, destroyed Karrion Cross to the point where Karrion Cross never really recovered. Um, mm-hmm. Was so great. The only thing that was a little off, and it has nothing to do with either of them, was when MJF brought up ROH, everybody was just booing him, just booing at him for the heat, I think. And it, he was expecting the crowd to cheer the Ring of Honor reference. And so he had to like kind of twist and, and weave a little bit. But I actually really like that. I like seeing artists reacting in situations and having to like um to to eventually get to where he wanted to be. Um so he talked about hating Ring of Honor, which I, I thought was really, really, really well done on his part because it was, I think, the exact opposite of what he was going for reaction-wise. This was such a refreshing reminder of the fact that Adam Cole is also the other fucking best guy. <laughs> it's like, MJF, we know what we can do. We got both sides of it. We got the cheap heat calling everybody drug addicts. Um, and we got the, the personal digs promos but the way Adam Cole danced around this with the like, that's it. That's all you got. The MJF who's out here to destroy people on the mic. Such good shit. And the, his timing on what he kind of went home with this of the, I'm better than you. And they know it. The delivery on that was so pitch perfect. I'm kind of over the Brit being brought into everything thing. Um, but I like what Adam Cole did here of just like, I'm not even going to address it. Cause she could kick your ass. And they definitely seem to be telling the story with MJF where like, like had a real life breakup right and they i think they're trying to make it a character layer of like he's he's clearly a guy that's desperately searching for something and it's some sort of love or approval from somewhere and he's not getting it in his romantic life and in kayfabe he hates his parents and like it's cool to see that being woven in and out um, but it's done really well. And I, I think this was an example of it being done really well. I, I, I think this is a, a nice next chapter and it's a title program that I feel like I thought the four, four pillars match was great. I think the promos to get there were not so great. I think this is going to be 
the title program that we were hoping for. I think the matches with Danielson and, and MJF and a lot of that build was really good, but I think this might be the first soup to nuts MJF feud that we're going to just be like, this is on fucking fire. Let's go. So loved everything about this. I, I thought this was fantastic, but pop most at the ring, the freaking bell line that, that oh, warmed my heart. <laughs> <sighs> Schlong, I am going to assume you like this, but nah, you tell us. It was average at best. <laughs> um, it's so when MJF cut the music for the Adam Cole baby, um, Adam Cole was just ca- caught in the squatting position, which just looked really funny to me. Like guy just squatting in the middle of the ring and nothing going on, just looked really funny. Sorry, made me laugh as I was watching. Uh, MJF's was perfect. I mean, just nailed it the whole way through. I was worried about Adam Cole's to start, but he caught like fire by the end because he did a couple of the typical, you know, stereotypical babyface things. You come up with a nickname. Well, douchebag isn't really a nickname, but you come up with the insult. You did like, I wasn't really, but by the end, like the steroid line was hilarious. Just that kind of stuff is unbelievable. And the confidence to know that you're going to drop down and do the baby and they're all still going to be with you in time just shows you know like that the audience like loves you and they're with you the whole way this is a perfect feud for both of them they they can go toe-to-toe on the mic uh they can go toe-to-toe in the ring i kind of do hope this brings a little bit of like that cool edge adam cole back I like Adam Cole's baby face, but if you give him a little bit of the edge, it probably help him out. But yeah, he his his side, I think, was hampered by the fact that he had to get off some digs at MJF. But by the end, he was just just killing him with the like I said, the steroid line will forever make me laugh. And but MJF was just as good using Adam Cole's own stuff against him. The body line is clever to go to because it's what people say. Uh, I'm glad they didn't touch on the concussion stuff. I think that's just wouldn't be as fun. So, so yeah, that that's, and I liked, I actually liked the way they, like Kate kind of said, the way they handled Brit, because everyone does kind of bring up Brit with, with Adam Cole. So to acknowledge it, move on, but then also to turn it on MJF and be like, you really just care a lot about other people's relationships was such a good twist on like the whole thing and the whole respect line. Because there is this through story with MJF where he does secretly just want to be liked and respected. You can tell. And so things like that seem to matter. So I was very excited. And I love this. I'm, I'm excited to see how they stretch it out because clearly it's not going to just be one and done. Like one week and done. So really want to see how they stretch this out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this Eliminator match goes. But it'll be a good match, you know. They're they're not going to unload the tank, but they're going to go hard for sure. Like because we're getting to this Adam Cole, um, thank you MJF, uh, you know, title picture. Um, if this is the first sort of shot that we get of how this feud's going to look, I love it. So I look forward to the match. I look forward to more of this. We'll see what happens next week. But moving on from this segment, uh, we go to the Hardy Boys and Brother Zay backstage to show off Ethan Page, uh, who is now Matt Hardy's employee. 
But Jeff says he's talent. Jeff says he's talented. He should make the most out of it. And Matt demands that Ethan apologize for injuring Isaiah. And then uh, Ethan holds his hand out to apologize. And I love how Zay Zay just touches it, like just grabs it with <laughs> his like finger that. and Half pointer fast. finger and thumb. Yeah, like. Eh. And uh, Matt tells him um, he's going to make him a better man. And we move on. I'm okay with that. I'm the better man. Oh boy. Uh, I was totally fine with that. I don't know if we want to dig into this, but I thought it was just a little quick, funny hit. So I'm good with it. I just love that. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was perfect. Uh, so moving on, we get to our next match of the night. Uh, Jungle Hook versus LFI. And Jungle Hook get jumped, making their entrance. Um, uh, to the ring and this is a tornado tag team match now correct me if i'm wrong lady and gent um tornado tag match in my book uh is just that anybody can tag in and out as they please you know like it's quick tags or you could jump in or something like that there is no tag in tornado tag okay right so you can go go in and out as you please yeah now um if there's my- a tornado there has to literally be a tornado warning. Oh, and that's a tornado ripping through your area. Yeah. See, I thought I was missing the part. I was missing. I thought I was missing the part that a tornado tag match meant that there are absolutely no fucking rules to follow at all whatsoever. Am I misunderstanding the rules of a traditional tornado tag match? No, I mean honestly, that's the guise of a tornado tag match is to basically make it a lawless land, like. That's why they started doing them in AEW is because they were never enforcing fucking tag rules anyway. So they were like, let's call it a tornado tag. (laughs) It was just crazy because I was like, what are they doing? Like they did everything you think you would do. And a referee would be like, hey, that's not what we're doing here. And they just let it go. So I was like, all right, I guess it's a a free for all. Yeah, no rules match. Uh, And we saw everything. Tables, chains. Uh, the cords, uh, Drillistico's mask pretty much gets halfway ripped off. Um, and, uh, Preston Vance really was fucking cut open gushing. Um, of Vance refrigeration. That's right. (laughs) Preston Vance, Vance refrigeration. Um, at the end of this match, Jungle Hook does win by submission with the snare trap from Jungle Boy on Drillistico. Uh, and, um... Hook does get uh, Preston Vance in the red room. I will say this. Um, Hook covered in somebody else's blood looks amazing. Yeah. I will also say this to you guys. Um, at the same time that Orange Cassidy was being viewed in my house by, by a five soon to be six year old. <laughs> he saw. Um, Glad he didn't see this. He did see. um shit he saw something and was like oh can i see that and i was like yeah it's gonna be way late no and then he saw hook and goes oh, hook i want to see hook and i was like no you can't see hook uh he will not be seeing hook i said i'll show him to you tomorrow he will not be seeing hook he does not like the sight of blood nor would i show him that that was nuts but i will say hook looked great covered in somebody else's blood he looked like a fucking psycho um that being said, for me, the match sort of was what it was. I didn't think it was in anything goes, but it's Rick Knox. He pretty much does that in every match. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
What do you guys think? First look at uh, Jungle Hook in quite some time. Schlong, let's go to you first. Well, I I mean, they're, they're, I still think they're hinting at the turn for for the Jungle Boy because he kind of had the, the the chair in his hand and was giving it a little bit of a look. This was a wild match. I didn't expect it to be quite as wild as it ended up being. I thought it, I really, I know it sounds weird to say it, but I, for whatever reason, just kind of expected a more tame uh, tornado match. I think because Hook hasn't really been involved in a lot of this. I mean, I know he did the, the, the deletion thing, but that's so cinematic. Like he hasn't been involved in this before. So I was shocked. Uh, that was a big thick chain that Hook had, and I was kind of wondering why. That's what she said. Now it happens. Uh, I like I said. I, I mean, it was really good. I'm, I'm wondering what they're doing with uh, the LFO stable. Like the girls are going to stop by for the summer, so they need to figure out what their plans are. Like but probably have a copy of Fitch. Taking if I had one wish. Yeah, exactly. I do know that Chinese food makes them sick. They will not it be does. getting Chinese. No, they will likely be stopping by Abercrombie and Fish. Yeah. So there we go. We we built out three months of programming. But because I like the LFO stable uh, a lot, especially when Roosh is there. Uh, but this was really good. And and to me, I can't like I'm blanking. I'm trying to think of specific moments, but it's it was just so chaotic. I'm struggling to do that. You know, they were they were in the crowd at some point. They're not like. But the moment that sticks out in my head is the end when when Jungle Boy had the chair and he gave a look to Hook. And you're like, okay. And I love it. I'm not complaining. That was the great kind of storytelling. We're like, okay, I see where this is going. And I can't wait to see it happen. He also, I think, was the one who was tearing at Drillistico's mask, which is uh, essentially something a heel would do, right? I didn't think about that, but you're right. That's what LFO LFO did. Right. And that that is something Jungle Boy did because Hook wasn't hooked up. No pun intended. He wasn't hooked up with Drillistico. He was busy with Preston Vance. Advanced refrigeration, yes. That's right. Kate, what'd you think? Um, I mean, as stated, I'm I have just a little bit more sophisticated palette than something like this. <laughs> no, this was fine. Uh this is not like my my favorite thing in the world, but it's the storytelling in here was undeniably really good. And um I, I think these matches live do a lot for crowds because it's just such a shot of energy when something like this comes in and i also as soon as you tell me it's a tornado tag that's just easier for me i don't really care about the rules because i feel like when you tell me that you're essentially saying this is going to be a lawless land um but jungle boy is definitely going to turn on hook and i think that's going to be great i think we started with the story with jungle boy during the four pillars match of like, I don't, I want to hold gold by the end of the year. He didn't say which it would be. I think the FTW belt's a really fun call. Cause it's so counterintuitive to JB style. Um, but I, I think we're definitely getting like these seeds of aggression growing, growing jungle hooks, such a fun tag team. It's good to have hook on television again. So you're getting like the baby face cheers you want, which I think will put a magnifying glass over the turn. Like, I, I think that's going to be a really impactful moment. I hope they go in the direction that they were going with, with Keith Lee and Swerve, but they finish the fucking story. And I don't mean that in a Cody Rhodes way. I mean, there's a really great story to be properly told with the idea that like, we're, we're friends on the same page and now it's like we're going to different lengths to win matches and now it's like we're not on the sa- same page at all and i fucking hate you for it 
there's a really nice flow to that story and they just fucked it up with Keith Lee and Swerve, I feel like. So I'm hoping that they don't do that here. This doesn't need to be a super long thing, but Jungle Hook's a fun tag team to have around for a little bit. Like this, this turn could be huge for Jungle Boy because Hook is so perpetually over as well. So good shit here. Um, not not my favorite match in the world, but a but a train wreck, and that is is some people's favorite matches in the world, and some good story advancement. So I'll take it. I will say this: you you said Keith Lee, and that reminded me he's the fourth in that four uh, that four versus four tag match next week, which I thought was sort of weird. So it's the Mogul Embassy, four of them versus Orange Cassidy. Sting and Darby Allen and Keith Lee, who was not there tonight in the ring. Do you find that kind of weird? Uh, kind of weird that he wasn't there, but who knows, you know, how or why there's, there's fire winds blowing. I'm sure it's affecting flights and shit, <laughs> but no, like, it certainly is. Yeah. It, it might've just been like a, a thing to do with that or a scheduling conflict or whatever. But if they are continuing Keith Lee and Swerve, I just feel like they've really lost me on it. It it, it feels so far gone, like it was so long ago. Um, but Jesse Ozog asking, how does Keith Lee only count as one person? That's an excellent question. <laughs> He's at least two, if not three. Uh, moving on, we get Tony Khan's big announcement for the debut Collision main event. Thanks, Ant. We sure did get that announcement. The first main event. Hold on. Of AEW Collision. Hold hold on. I'm really gonna milk. I'll let you do it. This moment. No, it's so awkward. No, it's so awkward. I want you to do it, but I just want to say this. I didn't think they were gonna go this route. Go ahead, Kate. Give it. Thanks, and we're so excited to bring you the first episode of AEW Collision. And we're happy to announce tonight. We're happy to announce tonight here on TBS that the first main event of AEW Collision is going to be your AEW tag. Cha- oh, I'm sorry. Bullet Club Gold. Switchblade. Just waiting for it off air. <laughs> Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Samoan Joseph versus your World Tag Team Champions, FTR, and CM Punk. Thanks, guys. What the fuck are they doing? For with Now him? I feel like they're... So, uh, purely conjecture. It's a troll job, right? I think yes. now it's it's turned into one. I think they probably had Warner being like, we want you to drum up excitement about a fucking Saturday night wrestling show. Like, put this information out there to get people excited. They're announcing CMFTR is going to be a thing. That's a big deal. Uh, and I think they they got announcement heavy and now they're just leaning into it. So, thanks, Ant. I will say this. Um... I just didn't think they were going to do a three on three match. Like I thought they would just do CM Punk versus whoever one on one. You know what I mean? Like, um, 
Because I just don't, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I guess you don't need that many people in a main event unless maybe he's still not quite 100% and they just want to be sure that um, he'll look his best by not having to wrestle a whole match. You know what I mean? Um, in which case it makes sense. But I had also heard that the thought was they want to maybe put him in some sort of angle with Jay White. Um, with, with, um, you mean specifically switch Jay White? Wait, who? Switchblade Jay White? Yes. Sorry, I forgot that was his nickname. Um, uh, but yeah, there were rumors that they wanted to get him going in a, in an angle with Jay White. There are also the rumors that they want him going into an angle with Samoa Joe. So it's like maybe you have them both in the one match. Maybe again, like my thought is you put him with FTR because he doesn't have to go the whole match on his own and they just want to be sure he looks really good at home. You know, it is what it is. I mean, it'll it listen. Doesn't matter what this main event was going to be. He was going to be there. It was going to it's going to do fine. You know what I mean? The funny thing is I realized tonight I will not be seeing this first show. <laughs> I will not be around i'm gonna have to catch it the next day so um yeah i have tickets i think there's there's a couple things here right you're not gonna start a major program with cm punk the week before forbidden door that would just be weird and silly and the other thing is i don't know if they're confident in what reactions they're gonna get out of cm punk from cm punk so this is a really nice like smorgasbord of people Samoa Joe is a heel, but over as fuck. Um, FTR is over as fuck. Jay White also over as fuck, despite their best efforts. Uh, and it's, I think, um, I think it's a, a very wise play to put like a heavy loaded, talent stacked, non story intensive main event for the first one where the story was always going to be CM Punk is coming back anyway, right? So, um, I, I think that is a, a perfectly reasonable program. Ryan, what, what's your thoughts here on the uh, main event? I think that this is an excellent main event. And we should all be happy that this is, in fact, our main event on June 17th on T-B-S. Thank you. TNT. Oh, it's TNT. I thought they were... Oh, you're right. God damn it. <laughs> Whatever. I debated it in my head. I mean, it's a perfect main event. I think it's smart not to bring it back in singles competition. I think this just... Again, like you said, ease him back in. He's coming off an injury, too. Let him have a nice, easy first match with people that he likes and trusts in FTR. And... uh the bang bang gang. So I'm, I'm, I think this is smart. It's going to be a hell of a main event. I'm looking forward to collision and I will watch it that night. Cause I'm committed. I have tickets to something I'm going to be at my apologies. Two tickets to paradise. Pack your bags. We're leaving the day after tomorrow. I'll be in Boston. I'm going Guy to with me. broken switch comb says he's committed to show. The only guy who I spend probably the most money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, no, I forgot the stamps. Sorry, your stamps cost stamps, money. stickers, uh, artwork, 
Name it, Ryan. Name it. No wigs, though. Wigs. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Veils. Captain robes. That captain robe captain is probably robe. $500 alone. <laughs> Let's get real. The crushed velvet is a, it's a green price. screen to provide this excellent background. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about that. I'm. I apologize. Guys, this ain't a pissing contest, okay? We're the mark order. We're one unit. We clearly know that the person that should be spending more is Kate on her internet, but it's true. I am spending a lot on my internet for it to be this shitty, my friends. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> we have to jump Matt out. We can't have division within us before we do that. Just sad. Deal. Ryan, I do have one question about the wigs. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you get your wigs from the uh, wig sphere in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee? No, it was knocked over when some dumb kid threw a stone at it. Okay. Oh, that's right. You're right. Okay. I forgot. They had a, that was crushing. Um, yeah, listen. I don't think they have to worry about anything with Collision. I think everybody knew Punk was coming back. I don't even think it matters what this main event is. People are going to watch for two reasons. They're going to watch because they love CM Punk or they're going to watch because they hate CM Punk. That's the truth. People who hate him are going to want to watch it to see what he's doing and to bitch and moan about it. And the people who, um, you know, who love him are going to watch it because he's involved with it. So, you know. It is what it is. I don't think they're going to have a problem with the ratings. It's going to be the week two. You know what I mean? Like, how can you keep it going? Well, week two, you have Forbidden Door. So it's it's not bad. It's not a no. bad little setup. They just and you got to gotta figure, sure. like, you got to figure FTR will have a Forbidden Door program. Samoa Joe and Zack Sabre Jr. is likely, like... I don't I think the, the story is was going to be CM Punk's back regardless of what the main event was. So kickstart it after the pay-per-view cycle. It makes sense. Uh, Yeah, you're totally right. Um, we move on to Konosuke Takeshita in action against Damon Ace. That's secondary. He wins in a quick uh, squash via pinfall with the running knee. The big news is that post-match, Don Callis gets on the mic and he is shouting to be over to be heard over the booze yet again, week two. And the reaction that they are getting from the crowd is exactly what they wanted. So he can't really be heard, and he hands Takesh to the mic who who yells at the crowd and he calls Kenny Omega out, one would assume in Japanese. And Callis says, we may not want to hear it, but he's here to tell us the truth about Kenny. Everything Kenny has in his life is because of Don. And this is all his fault. All Kenny's fault, that is. Everything that the elite has is because of Don Callis. Kenny will, uh, Kenny beat Will Ospreay because of Don Callis. And Omega has been like a cancer in his body. And what do you do with cancer? You cut it out. And he and his family are going to cut the elite out of AEW for good. So, who's his family? I mean, is it just Takeshita? Are there other people we don't know about that are part of this Callus family? I don't know. But all I can say, guys, you tell me what you think. Kate, I'll throw it to you first. But 
this is the reaction they they this this is better than what they could have hoped for because this is the second week in a row that he is getting crushed by the crowd so loud that you could barely hear him just incredible the heat like it's it's so much fun to hear like authentic story driven heat like this on a manager like this is this is because of the turn on a top star that this is happening no other reason right like it's it's so rewarding that it's like this is heat that is a reaction directly to something they did in a story you don't find that a lot um not to this the the <laughs> other person at AEW who was getting this is is Christian which surprised the hell out of me when Christian was getting it in Michigan which is it's just great um very intriguing very intriguing to see where they go with this there's there's a million places it feels like and it 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 absolutely is not but it sure feels like they could leave the door open for CMFTR to walk into that spot um mm-hmm. but i i think it's too early for that um and I don't think you need Don Callis to be the catalyst for that. So that feels like a down the line thing, but that could be a fun story for the elite of everybody's trying to push them out of their own company. And then if the ultimate blow off is the trios match that everybody wants six, eight, 10 months from now or whatever could be really, really fun. But this is the second time they've hinted at like, who's, who's Takeshita's family. Now I didn't read into it a lot last week, but now it seems a little bit more intentional. I'm intrigued, man. This is, this is fun shit. Schlong, I want to know what you think, but do you have any problem with what Cal said this week? Because it was pretty much, I don't know if it was the same, but it was really, really similar to what he said last week. Yeah, I don't care. Because the, the heat he's getting, if you come out and say the same thing every week, but you're getting this this level of booze and, and, and uh, hatred, I don't care. You, like, you, you keep bringing them out until the booze die down. But... I mean, this was probably some of the loudest I've heard someone booed, and it, it was unbelievable. I think the Dakesha thing, the family thing is interesting. I wonder what they're setting us up for. Clearly, it means some one more person is coming. I mean, maybe it doesn't. I don't, I don't know. It, the whole thing is just... I'm so curious, and I like that. I like to not know, like, have any idea where this is going. Like, the Dekechta part was obvious, but now they've gotten me curious, and that's, that's, it's actually pretty neat that they managed to do that. They, uh, they took it from a very, fairly straightforward, everyone knew where it was going, but awesome storyline to, hmm, where are you going now? Meanwhile, Dom Callis is getting booed out of every building he walks into, and I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting. Again, like I know I mentioned it last week, and I think the two of you guys were like, yeah, I think he's just talking about Takeshita being his new family. But you bring it up a second time, I think there's there's got to be more there. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just something that you wouldn't sort of say again the same way, in my opinion, right? Like, you know, he could have been like, and my guy, to Keshta, you know what I mean? Or, you know, my new client or whatever he's going to say. He said family specifically twice. So, um, does the Keshta have family? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about Takeshta. I haven't done my YouTube deep dive like some of us do on Will Ospreay. So I truly don't know. 
No, no. Zack Sabre Jr. was her deep dive. Uh, that, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was looking at the the thing for Forbidden Door. Yes. Uh, ZSJ. My apologies. She'd be very upset if she thought that you thought that she was looking up Will Ospreay when she was, in fact, looking up the Sabre one. I mean, Sabre. both are good. Sabre? Sabre. Sabre. It's pronounced Sabre. Sabre. Uh, well... It's going to be interesting to see where uh, where they go with uh, with this whole angle. Um, but we move on from this after the commercial. Marvez is hanging out backstage and he's waiting outside of Christian Cage's door to get an interview. And he says, uh, I don't I don't know what's going on in there because he hears some noise. And that's when Cage walks out the door, claims he's the uncrowned TNT champion. And Arn Anderson took something from him. So now it's time for Christian to take something from him. And Brock got him a very nice early Father's Day present. So uh, he knocks on the door. Luchasaurus walks out. They leave the frame and they reveal a bloodied Brock Anderson rolling in pain. And Marvez is calling for help. Um, so, I mean, this is what it is, right? Like now we're pulling Brock Anderson into this. Um Okay, I guess good for Brock Anderson, but um, I don't necessarily think I need to see Wardlow and Brock Anderson Anderson versus Luchasaurus and Christian Cage. You know what I mean? I just wish they had made Brock's beating like to ridiculous levels, like face just coated in blood. You think half his guts are hanging out like they should just gone all over with it. Just oversold it. They should have bitten Brock's thumb off. Ooh. Just his whole hand. He's got no thumb hands. for a thumb. I have yet to find an interesting an angle to be more interesting because Brock is involved. <laughs> At no point other than that, damn, that dude looks like his dad. <laughs> <clears throat> him, him, him being laid out. I'm like, I get that it's his kid. I understand that. I have no emotional investment in Brock Anderson, so that didn't do a lot for me. Christian, however, dude, fucking rules. Come on. Like this guy's promos are so great. His delivery is so good. Oh man. Like I, I loved it. I loved it. Go Christian though. Quick hitter for Christian, but we'll see what this uh, brings on next week. And we move on to our women's match of the night. Anna JAS versus Chris Statlander in the AEW. TBS. What's that? Support women. That's right. Support women. Sorry. Um, in the AEW TBS championship open challenge. And a JAS, uh, has, uh, daddy magic with her at ringside. And you know, guys, I was sitting there looking at daddy magic's jacket and I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on where I had seen that jacket before. And I knew that it was on TV somewhere. I thought maybe it was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But then somebody in one of the chats, the group chats I'm in on, uh, you know, like a text chain, um, put up a gif of one David Putty of Seinfeld uh, wearing Ah, that same exact jacket. I got to see if I can find the photo because I'll show it to you. But I was like, there it is. That's it. So Daddy Magic channeling his best David Putty. 
But unfortunately, nothing was going to stop Chris Statlander. She wins by pinfall with the Tombstone Pile Driver to retain the TBS championship. Uh, great seeing Chris Statlander back on TV. It's an open challenge, so I guess that explains Anna JAS. Um, you know, Anna J to me, she was showing a lot of progress and then she just dropped the fuck off television. And now I feel like she's just back to sort of like where she was before she was building. It wasn't a bad match. Chris is great. She's super strong and, uh, and you know, looked like a champion. So I I liked it. Um, you know, unfortunately was still in that sort of death slot. They had moved a bunch of stuff out of it, but this was back into the death slot. So, um, but I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was just fine. And Daddy Magic is great at playing his role uh, in a match like this. So no problems for me. Kate, you love supporting women. I sure do. Go for uh, it. It's really nice to have this title be a workhorse title after like a 60 match three year reign. I, I love the frequency that this is getting defended without the gate. Chris has looked really good in the ring since, like, not an ounce of ring rust. I love the presentation. Don't love that this is in the death slot, but I'm also trying to have a little bit of forgiveness around the fact that, like, they had to change their world title for the women on a whim, right? Like, on an injury that was a vague injury that they didn't know if they were going to have to do this. And it's already mired in a story. So how do you set up, like, a feud that you haven't already run out. Like there's a lot of creative challenges that go into now. What does this Tony storm rain look like? So I'm trying to give a little bit of breathing room to it. And also that angle was on TV week after week after week. So I don't hate the idea of giving it some breathing room as we're building to what I'm assuming is going to be that blood and guts match. So um, would have rather had more than one women's segment. Certainly never mind one women's match and don't love it being in this spot, but trying to leave some breathing room to the fact that like their women's picture is, in a very specific position right now. Uh, but this, this match was perfectly good. I hope Anna J kind of, I, I really am just so overall the Jericho appreciation society stuff as a unit. And I feel like it's, it's held Anna J back more than helped. So I would like to see her kind of like you were saying, get back to those consistent reps, get back to the badass character that she was um, kind of before this. Cause this doesn't feel like the kind of heel that, that Anna J is. Uh, by the way, uh, here it is. David Putty in the eight ball jacket. My God. From Seinfeld. My what God. a beaut. I could pull that off. A hundred percent. I could pull that off. You won't. Don't Go tempt buy me. It. Go buy don't te- it. Don't, don't tempt me. Go buy because it. you can find it. I mean. I also do. It. Sorry, back in women's world. Sounded like I haven't read the details on anything yet, but um, I don't even know if they're posted yet. But like my guess is they were also building towards something with Mercedes, and Mercedes got injured. So I'm I'm trying to have some some more grace around things than I usually do because they've got Forbidden Door coming up, and it's like, well, what do you do with the women's picture now that Japan has? I mean, they've always had stardom, right? They've actually right. done great great work for women's wrestling, but now you have women's titles so it's a lot of a lot of moving parts a lot of moving parts a lot of moving parts schlong what'd you think of the match i liked the match i thought it was a lot of fun i think this is what i mean it was a long. i mean i know when it was in the quote-unquote death slot but it was a long longish match for tv 
So I kind of enjoyed that it would, uh, that it went, that they gave him time. Cause like Kate said that for a while, like Jade's matches were never long. They were always quick. It was kind of the annoying thing. I, I felt like they should let her matches be longer, kind of get her the reps, but we're already seeing a difference between her and Statlanders. And I prefer Statlanders wrestling style, at least as it stands right now. So I really enjoyed this and I'm, I'm excited for her reign. Obviously they're, they're, they're teasing Taya, let that happen when it happens. But I like the idea of TBS champ containing, uh, continuing the open challenge and just let her wrestle every one of the women's division that she can, because not only will it help her and her reign, it'll also get women over and they desperately need to continue to build, especially with more TV they have to fill. They're going to have to figure out something with Willow because she's just on. They're going to have to figure out a way to strike while the iron's hot with Willow because she like wasn't supposed to win this New Japan Strong title and she is getting like monster reactions and putting on fantastic matches. I'm very intrigued to see what happens there. But also, I yeah. want to see Athena. I want to see Athena come up <clears throat> in this. I mean, Athena is just doing a great job, though, down in uh, in Ring of Honor. Killing it. Killing Just it, killing it, killing it. Um, so um before the main event, they do hype up the card for next week and um and, and for Rampage. And we did we did talk about a number of those matches, but the big thing that they mentioned here was that there's gonna be a four-way number one contenders match next week for the AEW Women's World Championship. Um, I know in that four-way match, it is Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, um crap. Uh, do you guys remember who else was in this match? Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and two more. I'm sure somebody will put it in the chat. I just don't have it written all the way yeah, down. I was making but... chicken tenders. Yeah, I know. Or going to the bathroom, or both at once. Um, but um, then there was a promo from uh, Tony talking about uh, that match. So, um, you know, I think that um, that that should be a good match for next week, and then we'll see about the title shot. All I can tell you is I don't want it to see, I don't want it to be, excuse me, Nyla Rose. Cause you're pretty much writing that off. Um, Oh, uh, thank you, Caden. He put it in the chat. It's Mercedes, Brit, Nyla and sky blue. That's right. So out of those people, I would rather see Mercedes win and have a match with, uh, Tony storm. Hell yeah. Um, but, uh, but part of me like is fearing that it's going to be Nyla Rose. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, it's the role they put Nyla in is lose to the champion role. <laughs> Ryan would hate that, and so would his little Nyla figure. He would if she was in reach. I would grab her, but she's not. Uh, but yeah, that is. I hate that they do that to Nyla. She deserves better. Turn her face. Let her be herself. They, they kill her. They kill her by doing that. Absolutely. Uh, and then we're into our main event. It's absolute Ricky Starks. And um, my notes are a little jumbled here, Kate, and I have a terrible memory. It's no, no, I, I got you on this. Okay. So you got Ricky Starks looking great, by the way. Great haircut. Fantastic. What a star. And you also, mm -hmm. on the other side of this, you've got Switchblade Jay White. Wait, who? Switchblade. A Jay White. That's right. Uh, so, uh, Starks does attack Jay White during his entrance, uh, and they're fighting up for a while, uh, outside the ring. And then eventually things do get back into the ring. Um, Ricky and Jay White are going back and forth 
Uh, it looks like it can go either way. Eventually, uh, Ricky does hit the spear on Jay, but he's not satisfied. So he goes for that Rochambeau and he's able to connect with it. But Paul Turner gets clipped by Jay White's legs and gets knocked down. So now we have no referee. What a so bad ref pump. Don't what worry. a bad ref. He no, just. No, wait. Don't worry. Hold on. We'll get there. Don't worry. Because there are a couple guys there who are able to help out Jay White. And guys, look at me. Look at me. Two guys to help out the Bullet Club. The Bang Bang Gang. Are the guns. Get it? Bullets, guns, it all fits. And they hit the 310 to Yuma on Ricky. Jay crawls over and is able to call for Paul Turner, and he's recovering. Hooks Ricky, one, two, three. Jay White wins by pinfall with the Blade Runner. Uh, He does hit the Blade Runner. And then um, Juice Robinson comes down, Bullet Club Gold celebrate. That is the end of the show. Did not love the ref spot, um, but did not also necessarily hate the way this ended. Right. Ricky is still it's still not over. Um, You know, Ricky doesn't look bad because he had they had to cheat to win. Um, But um, I don't know. Bullets, guns, you know what I'm saying? Guns helping out the bullets. bullets Where do you put guns? bullets in ah. guns? Ah. Ah. Anyway, uh, bang bang gang, victorious again. I only say bang bang gang because I know people hate bang bang gang, but I love bang bang gang. So bang bang gang, bang bang gang. Um, Kate, a question that came up, and Ryan, a question that came up on my couch tonight watching this match with Mrs. Money. Mrs. Money asked me, and I figured I'd ask you guys here on the show, and for anybody in the chat too. Uh, you guys remember? Do you, Mrs. Money said this is a direct quote. Do you remember when Matt scared off Jay White? Because I sure do. And it's funny you should mention it. I actually remember when Matt oh, good. scared off Jay White. If you need a, a quick recap, we have mentioned it, I think, a time or two on the show. We have, um, and you can go to the archives too. Let me plug. You can go to the archives back to when we went to Atlantic City. You know, <laughs> dynamite. Sure, sure. But that was the first time we probably spent, you know, thirty minutes on it on that episode. That was the first time in the entire time I've known Matt that I have seen him have a mark moment, and it was delicious. Okay, he like a deer in headlights was like. Oh, that's like my favorite wrestler. I'm going to go talk to him. No. And then like went to do it again. No. Uh, and Jay White was like, kind of made eye contact with him and was like, I've had a long day and I am going to not engage this feller. Uh, not in an insulting way. Not like in a way where he was like, oh, brother, not this guy. But he was just like, had a long day. I'm at the casino. Gonna just do my own thing. And Matt, like... Like in an old timey movie where his lover is departing on a train and it's just, oh my God, just to see it in real time was incredible. Uh, this is going to surprise people. Get, hold oh, on. Go I also want to say 
for us, it is great having witnessed that moment live because how many times like have we and I think it was even that same weekend the night we you know me and mrs money got there the night before the show like we decided to go down the night before and like make it a little overnight you know whatever and we i was texting you guys that night about oh i see this person's here i see this person's here i've seen this person's here uh so this is where they're staying and every time matt would say go say hello go get a picture (laughs) and i would say i'm good man like that's not my thing i'm here right i'm here with mrs money and they're i'm sure just getting in and they don't necessarily want to be bothered i'm respecting them just letting them live their life and matt's response will always be like oh what the fuck you don't fucking my favorite part is that he's genuinely interviewed so many wrestlers before AEW was a thing that are on AEW that like like Clark Connors was like, let's get cheesesteaks. Didn't happen. But he was like, we'll hang out after the show uh, when we went to New Japan. Then, like Santana and Ortiz, bumping fests, calling out Matt. So to see Matt be on the, the other side of it was just, it was, it was honestly beautiful. I mean, he waffled. He awful waffled, to be honest. It he was, folded like a cheap suit. He really did. It was precious. Hey, here's something that's going to surprise you, okay? Go ahead. I want to know your thoughts, Kate. Go ahead. As you know, I have been violently anti the gun club. (laughs) Violent. I don't hate this. I knew it. Strictly predicated on the fact that I feel like their personalities and Juice Robinson, how is that not a home run, man? Like, this iteration of Juice Robinson and these guys... um. That just feels like it makes sense. I don't know how much I like the three of them with Switchblade. Um, Jayway. But I do I do have a little bit more breathing room for it because I also think we're going to get... I'm guessing we're going to at some point get Bullet Club Gold versus Bullet Club probably at Forbidden Door. And regular Bullet Club is right now the best has been in years with the recruiting that they did over there. So you're going to want someone to take the fall on the AW side, I think. And sometimes you need fall guys. Um, and it, you don't want it to be juice and you definitely don't want it to be Jay white. The guns being kind of tucked away as guys that are going to eat pins and bring the same personality that juice is to this. I don't hate it. I don't think I love it yet, but I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's like a swing and a miss. I, I don't think it's a terrible idea because I, I think Juice could do some really good work with them. And if you're following in the footsteps of like how New Japan turns out stars or stables in general turns out stars, like they got to go through this phase of not being very good. I think this is way more hurt by the fact that they were champions already and shouldn't have been yet. And I also think this makes sense because FTR came in to save Ricky and the guns have had issues with FTR in the past, obviously. So I don't know if I like it yet, but I don't hate it as much as I think some people would probably assume because I've been so not in on the guns. And I got to say, Austin Gunn did improve a great deal. Colton Dunn is human ambient. I don't there No, but <laughs> can I, I don't hate this. Can I say, I want to say two things. One, I think if the guns were to join BCG, 
bang bang gang bullet club gold of course um i wouldn't hate it because you know that's sort of jay white's bullet club cocky sure as shit of what they got and what they can do and the guns fit that profile you know um here's the other thing i want to bring up and this is a little aside um i always get the guns mixed up the taller of the two that's colton correct yes do you know last week, I think it was last week, was the first time that Mrs. Money and I realized that tattoo under his armpit. Do you guys, I've seen it, but when I say realized, I finally realized, we've realized what it was. And I give Mrs. Money the credit because she saw it, she said it, and then we sort of confirmed it. Do you guys know that ugly ass tattoo that he has under his armpit? It's no, a, never noticed. Are you kidding? You've never noticed it's a giant black spot under his arm. Never noticed. Halfway, it's halfway out from under his arm. It's a fucking horseshoe. It's halfway sticking out under his arm. Terrible. That's a bad tattoo. We talked about Cody Rhodes' terrible neck tattoo. That is worse. Anyway, no, I just needed the worse. feel to say that. No, oh, it's worse. No, if it's on your neck, it's worse. Neck is worse. Yeah, but his tattoo on his neck fucking upped his figure value probably by like nine bajillion dollars. This horseshoe uh, shit is bad. All I know but is then, I like this. Uh, I love this. I want some more of this. Of course Ooh. you do. Think about it. They're cocky. They're funny. They're former champs, so they have some talent. They're perfect for the bang, bang, gang. And like you former said, former champs, so they have some talent is a jump. No, no, it's not. It's accurate. Um, and like you said, over in Japan, they're building up the bullet club by bringing in young guys with talent who, who just need to kind of get some refined. So that's what they're doing here. I think it's going to really help them out. It's probably what they should have done with them to begin with, put them like with a heel stable and with them go that route. But I think they're perfect for the bang, bang gang. They'll, they'll, this is where hopefully you see them break out to what they, you know, something better and i think kate is going to end up loving them i think they'll be a, her favorite tag team of all time i think she'll go you think i'm gonna like well, obviously jeff... and and no I was, I was i was correcting myself so i think it's gonna go jared and lethal then it's actually gonna stay the gun club but now it's gonna be bang bang gun club then gun club before bang bang gang and then everyone else i don't i don't hate it All right. Kate's saying no. I think she's going to eat her words. Much like another guy we know who uh, did a complete 180 on Finley. <laughs> yeah, suddenly he's sucking Finley off. Well, whoa. whoa. That's right. I'm burying the man who didn't mention us on a podcast. Right. Where is your face? <laughs> right here. His, his camera didn't follow him. <laughs> what happened? Um, well, that was dynamite. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun show. A lot of fun. We're got to build to um, the debut of uh, Collision. We got to build to Forbidden Door. We've got to build past that. You know they're moving in the right direction. Well, guys, some news and notes from the past week. Bunch of stuff's been going on. Let's touch on it quickly. One, the video game. It is coming out. Um, it's more. That's right. June twenty. 
No. June 28th, you can get early access if you order the Fight Forever Elite Edition, which they announced this week. You'll get early access. You'll get Matt Hardy and Broken Matt Hardy attire if you get that edition. And also, what was included was that um, there will be Season 1 pass uh, players that you will get uh, if you get that edition of the game. Uh, So according to the listing, the specific uh, packs that come with the Season 1 pass are an FTR, uh, FTR Revival Pack. That's Dax and Cash plus mini games join us in Death Race X. The Limitless Bunny Bundle, which includes the Bunny and Keith Lee, plus mini games MJF, Car, Car Thrash, and Sloth Sling. And then the Hookhausen Very Handsome, Very Evil Pack, which includes Hook and Danhausen. Uh, you will be able to purchase Season 1 Pass separately. Um... But if you want it all together, you can get the Elite Edition. The reason I even bring this up is I'm just surprised that like Dax and Cash, like FTR, weren't part of the game to begin with. They're sort of add-on content. Like I get it, maybe for the Bunny, you know, or for Hook and Dan, you know, even Danhausen. The Bunny, I get, or, or Keith Lee surprises me a little bit. But like FTR, I'm a little surprised they're download content. I thought initially it had something to do with their scans being delayed because of COVID stuff or something. Uh, But considering it took this long, there's kind of not an excuse for that. But I also know nothing about video games, so I don't know. (laughs) It's all about the money. Putting a team like FTR. It's all about the money, Ryan said. The money, the money, the money. No, putting a team like FTR as DLC encourages people to get the season pass so that they can get ftr it's literally a green move well either way make sure you uh you're on it the that's coming from ryan who is now four foot eight and turned sideways that's right i don't remember why i put myself in this position it was some protest of Anne as a joke and then it's really comfortable and it's been hard to switch out of is it because i turn and move no you 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 went to kate for something over me and i said that's it i'm getting in position I was like, a, no one noticed it. But the problem was, I got comfortable. Happens. Happens to the best of us. Uh, let's see. The other news that came out is there's, uh, there's a Wrestling Observer newsletter that uh, brings up Ace Steel and CM Punk. They say the belief is that Punk and Ace Steel will be heavily involved in the creative of the show. Uh, that's Collision. Uh, at least uh, that would be for punk stuff and the main angles and storyline of the show will revolve around him and he'll obviously have great input into that. Um, so I don't know, Kate, do you, do you have, do you have a problem with, with, I, and I think we talked about this when it came to like the bucks and Kenny and stuff, having input into putting themselves in sort of the big pictures and, and total input into the stories. Do you have a problem with that with punk and Ace steel? No, not if, you know, there's four active wrestlers that are SVPs and doing that, right? So um, I, 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 it seemed like the ethos the whole time has been if you're kind of a top caliber name, you get to do that. John Moxley, etc. Um, I hope CM Punk has seen all the Rockies at this point. I think that would be a good educational tool before you start weighing in on creative. See the Rocky movies. 
hmm. one all the way through. Um, but yeah, no, it, if they're going to bring back a steel, you should probably use a steel in that way. Right. Um, and there's also like other people that are going to have creative input. I think FTR was one of them. Brian Danielson, certainly. Um, if it, it makes sense, if you're going to have that be the case on dynamite, I would hope you'd want it to be the case on collision. Yeah, the rumors are that Danielson's been heavily involved in creative uh, and he's almost being seen as like one of the top creative guys within the company, not just for his stuff, but, um, you know, sort of across the board, he's been sort of a sounding board for creative. So, there yeah, I don't know. Reports about that. There have been some reports. There have been. I don't know what you're referencing. Fight Club? No, no. No, seriously, I don't know. Is it was that a fight There's, club report? Some people have reported it and other people have not reported it. I'll just say that I don't want to make shit on anybody, but some well, people But that's why I say that that's why I say yeah. there have been some reports. Yeah. It's reports. Nothing's confirmed. Uh let's see. There's also some uh news that came out as to why Pac hasn't been on AEW shows. Um it also came out that Pac uh has been out of action due to getting his nose fixed that was um, that he was wrestling on after it was injured to complete the best of seven series, uh, and that he hopefully should be back, uh, shortly. Uh, so hopefully pack is a guy that we could see wrestle at Wembley. Um, hopefully he's back well before Wembley, but that certainly would explain why he's been MIA. Um, and I did forget until I saw that I was like, Oh, that's right. He was wearing that mask. Like I forgot he did have his nose smashed. Uh, I guess it's just been still giving him problems. So that explains it, folks. Breathing is uh, an important thing, just like in life, also wrestling. So Very true. It's air, wrestling, and then everything else. That's it. Food, water, that all comes second. God. I mean, I don't know if he makes the list, but we'll see. Um, guys... Ring of Honor news came out this week. Uh, they'd set a date and a location for Death Before Dishonor. Death Before Dishonor. And this was giving a lot of people like, what the fuck? Why? But uh, I don't care. Death Before Dishonor is announced or was announced on Rampage um, that it will take place on Friday, July 21st in Trenton, New Jersey at the Cure Insurance Arena. Tickets are on sale Friday, June 9th at 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, and it looks like uh, the showtime is 7 p.m. Here's uh, the thing, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My cousin has a wedding that day. And his fiance is lovely. I don't mm -hmm. want anything bad to happen. That being but said. If there was some sort of issue with the venue where they double booked or something. Way to not support women. Or I mean, he's, he's not I, wrong. He's not wrong. Kate. Am I supporting women by not buying into the idea of this tradition that is? She clearly likes it. It clearly nature. makes her happy. Yeah, so but it's, it's an anti-feminist ideology, and quite frankly, I could support more women by going no, to ROH. You should support all women, more. and you're not supporting a woman here. Way I'm not Kate. rooting for them to break up. I'm just rooting you, for them to get married a different are. day. I want uh -huh. them. I want to support all the women. And to do that, I need to be in two places at once. That's all I'm saying. What time's the wedding? Uh, I mean, that's a Friday, right? So 
Mm-hmm. The, I think it's like a five o'clock to eleven gimmick. Where's the wedding? Uh, like outside of Atlantic City. It's not too far, but I mean, you're wow. you're done at that point. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure out if I'm getting tickets or a ticket because um, uh, none of you jamokes can go. Uh, and then um, Millionaire Matt's going to be working. He's not even coming with us to Collision. As it is, we're still waiting to see if Ryan will commit to Collision. Um, I'm waiting to see if he commits to making it to the end of the show, quite frankly. Seriously, I think he's sleeping. <laughs> He's smiling. Oh, how nice. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out if I'm getting a ticket. Uh, but uh, it should be a good show. Ring of Honor live shows are a lot of fun. And this product has been good. So if you're in the area, figure it out. Get a ticket. I'm probably going to get one or two just in case. Um, and we'll figure it out. But then we'll be a collision the next night in New Jersey. So that'll be fun. Yes. Guys, uh, Andrade will be having a return match from his injury, but it is not going to be uh, on AEW television. Um, He is booked uh, for uh, June 15th date. Um, He is uh, competing in a Triangular de la Muerte match against Psycho Clown and Cybernetic, uh, cybernetic, cybernetico. I'm just going to pronounce it in English. On June 15th for Lucha Libre Indie Show in Gomez Placio, Durango, Mexico. So uh, hopefully everything turns out well because uh, then uh, the first match, uh, uh, well, the first night for Collision is June 17th. Who knows if he'll be in action? But you'd hope he'd be there uh, because it's the opening show. <laughs> What's he, like, also, he also wouldn't do the walking into Tony Khan's office bit. He seems like a prickly bear. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you. Um, Kate, you're going to love this one. Uh, Eddie Kingston uh, is going to be pretty busy. Um. On June, Sunday, June 4th at Dominion in Osaka, Kingston was unexpectedly named one of the 32 men who compete in Japan, New Japan's iconic, grueling G1 Climax tournament. Um, it'll be the, his first time in the, in the month-long round-robin tournament, first shot at the IWGP heavy, uh, World Heavyweight title in Tokyo, uh, in the Tokyo Dome next January. So he's part of the largest field in G1 history that includes Okada, Naito, Sanada, Osprey, Tanahashi, David Finlay, Shota Umino, Taka- uh, Shingo Takagi, Big Tom Ishii, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Hikuleo, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, Toro Yano, uh, Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr., Taichi, uh, of course, Eddie Kingston, El Fantasmo, Ren Narita, uh, Evil, Chase Owens, Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn, Aaron Hanare, uh, Gabriel Kidd, Alex Coughlin, Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, Yoda, uh, Yoda Suji, and Kaito 
Kiyomiya. Ki- uh, I got all the way to the goddamn end. Kaito K- Kiyomiya. Goddamn it. <laughs> um, so it kicks off July 15th in Sapporo, wraps up August 13th in Tokyo's Sumo Hall. Um, but before that, Kingston's been booked for another New Japan date. Um uh during the, what uh is uh, the debut of the company's US based strong brand um in in Japan so um on night 1 um on July 4th you're going to get um uh catch 22 versus Dan Maloney and Clark Connors for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships and on night 2 you're going to get Kenta versus Eddie Kingston for strong gold so that looks like it's going to be pretty good. Kate, you've got to be excited about this. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Fuck yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Eddie in the G1, that's always been his dream. And he was injured, but he'll be cleared in time, and now he gets to go do it. Ryan, you okay, bud? How you feeling about this? It was this? always his dream, and now he's it is, go do uh... it. I don't only support women. I also support men who are. You don't support women. We've been over that. I support women. I am women. Women. Okay. Yeah. I am. Every I'm every woman. It's all in me. Okay. I just wrote that right now. Guys, uh, quite frankly, I don't know who the fuck this is, but apparently they're wrestling uh, on June 8th, the June 8th edition of Ring of Honor Television. Uh, Lee Moriarty versus, I don't know, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? And I honestly thought you were going to say Sheeta. I was very confused. Me too. <laughs> I was so confused. Griff Garrison is coming back from injury. Um, uh, I guess it was two years ago, um, Griff Garrison and Brian Pilliman Jr. took on the Young Bucks for the World Tag Team Championships, uh, and, um, you know, that was put out there by Brian Pillman. So Griff's been dealing with an injury. We actually, I think, mentioned him like a week or two ago and was like, man, what the fuck is going on with him? And who the fuck is he? Who is this guy and what's happening? Don't know, but he will be on the June 8th episode of Ring of Honor television on the Honor Club. That card also includes the New Japan Strong Women's Championship, Willow Nightingale versus uh, Rachel Ellering, which is pretty fucking awesome because Rachel Ellering is a, is a good wrestler. Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship Proving Ground match. That's Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, and Toa Leona versus Marcus Cross, Eli, Os- uh, Eli Isom, and Cheeseburger. Uh, another good gr- uh, crop of guys. Uh, we're also getting Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and Silver versus JD Drake, Anthony Henry, and Shane Taylor. That's a weird one. But great to see Shane Taylor in yes. Ring of Honor. That's just a weird trio. Of course. Zach Clayton versus Matt Seidel. Kyle Fletcher versus Christopher Daniels. Drillistico versus Willie Mack. Love seeing Willie Mack. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett <laughs> versus L. Uh, Combard uh, and El Dragon, Phoenix versus Gravity, uh, and in my case, <laughs> Phoenix always beats Gravity. Uh, Robin Renegade versus Kiara Hogan, uh, who is really going after uh, Athena. 
Love the Kira Hogan story that they've got going. Hell Vert, yeah. Vert Vixen versus Mercedes Mar- Martinez. And I know we're going to see Mercedes next week on AEW television, but love seeing Mercedes on Ring of Honor television. Um, Sunny Kiss, Best Ass in the Biz, J- Jeeves K and Slim J versus Darius Martin, Action Andretti, and AR Fox. <laughs> and of course, Griff Garrison versus Lee Moriarty. So. Looks like a pretty good card for this episode of Ring of Honor, and they've been doing pretty good, um, pretty good work over there on their Ring of Honor uh, TV weekly. So be sure to check that out, and hopefully we see Griff Garrison back in an AEW ring at some point because he was doing really good work. Hell yeah! John Moxley is going back to Japan, and apparently he's bringing a uh, somebody from his past with him. Uh, so. Um, after ending the GCW Tournament of Survival this past weekend, El Desperado uh, wanted some more violence. So uh, apparently uh, he called out Moxley. So um, Moxley is going to bring some backup with him. Uh, he's coming to uh, to J- uh, Japan in July 4th and 5th. He's bringing homicide with him. It's a weird one a little bit, huh? It is, but he worked the tapings, the strong tapings that we went to. Yep. No, so he totally did. There. But, but it that is, is an interesting one. Yeah. To see Mox and, and Homicide. So at the very least, we'll get to see Homicide in, uh, in Japan. Hell yeah. So there you go. Uh, and honestly, guys, that's all I had. That's all the sort of news from the last week, unless somebody else has something they'd like to bring up. Just that Santana is on his way back, right? Well, there's a lot of like, at least from what I've read, there's a lot of people who are like, is he coming back or is he just sort of like counting down days to when his contract is supposed to be over? Well, so like if you're out injury time, they could. Oh, of course. Of course. No, I'm with you. But that's the thing is like, what's he been putting up pictures like six, nine, right? Um, Or six. It's some date in June. But um, he hasn't really said what it is. And the other thing, too, is that he had that massive falling out with Ortiz, like for real. Um, before right. Gonna, you know, I mean, uh, injuries happen, right? And Sure. I, I'm not saying I like know anything or whatever, but like. You know it. I don't. I wish I did. Um, but like, I would be very frustrated if I were them about the way that the tag picture kind of unfolded. I think if you've had an injury in two years separate, things might look different um, two years later or whatever. But I hope they can work it out because they're a phenomenal tag team. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. A lot of people think it's his countdown to returning to the ring. Again, there are some people who think he is just counting down to what his end date of his contract should be. But I'm with you, Kate. They're definitely going to add on injury time because he's been out for a long time. Um. But I also don't know what he'll move on to do by himself anywhere else because him and Ortiz were such a fantastic tag team. You know, it's just like, I I mean, I know he's a good wrestler, but it's just like. They were the tag team. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's it's hard to break that up. But I don't know, guys, if that's it, uh, we're going to pull this one into the station. So, Kate, you're the one with the most going on. Why don't you tell people what you've got happening? Eh, 
I do like a million podcasts at Fightful. So check me out, Fightful Selected, Fightful YouTube. And then on Wednesdays, I do this one. And then once a month, I, I'm on the Excite Commentary Desk. So follow me at Miss Kate Fame for less lazy plugs than the one I just gave. That was lazy. It was. Ryan, why don't you tell the people where you're at? I'm here on Wednesdays at 10.15. Then I run our Twitter, Mark Order Pod, which is us across all socials. Don't be a, Kate, what shouldn't people be? Don't be an absolute dickhead. And we can have fun interacting. And he's also live tweeting. Do- oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I forgot. I'm- well, after I just set you up to say the thing you wanted to say. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be such a dickhead toward you. There this are. support women. There are no more dark and dark elevation, but who knows? Maybe one day you'll be able to hear about it on this show. The past of dark and dark elevation. Who knows? We'll see. I told you guys before we're we're cooking up some stuff. So stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff in the in the works. In the hopper. I'm here every Wednesday night. Um, at some point, Ryan will let us know that Plugo would like us to be on the show, and maybe I'll go on between two beards. Who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, you can find me here Wednesday nights at Mark Order Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Ant Money. I'm not like super active there and i never get alerts so i apologize for that follow me on instagram at ant money 24 7 um but you should follow us the podcast at mark order pod on all socials as ryan said facebook twitter instagram tiktok youtube all over the place if you're following us on one hit the link tree in our bio you can find links to all of our socials give us a follow that helps us out more than you guys think so uh, so if you could give us a follow, that certainly helps us head over um, to show your support by clicking the button in our link tree to request free stickers. All you got to do is give us your full name, your email address, and please remember your full mailing address so that I can actually send you out some of these stickers. They're not digital, folks. These are real physical stickers that we send out with a nice letter that I sign in an envelope that I hand address and a stamp that I put on there myself, except for some people who are probably going to get it stamped officially from the, from the postage machine at the post office. Cause I don't have enough stamps to mail all of these out at once. Um, but you could do that. You can request free stickers. We've been getting a lot of requests. We love it. Uh, so please keep them coming. What we would also love is if you want to spend some of your hard-earned dollars on us, please click the button in our link tree to head over to our Pro Wrestling Team uh, Tees store. And you could find that at prowrestlingtees.com slash markorderpod or even searching Pro Wrestling Tees for the Mark Order Podcast. Pick one of the four shirts that we have. Pick more of them if you like. You want one of each? Get them all. There's two front prints, two double prints. Uh, and, uh, the money you spend there, some of it comes back to us so we can help, uh, do more fun things on this show, like getting more stickers and putting together more content and all that kind of stuff. So thank you in advance for anybody who decides to pick up a t-shirt. Um, thanks to everybody who watched tonight on YouTube. We love all of you that we see there. Uh, we see Jesse Ozog, one LT photo. It's hard to wave and scroll at the same time. Uh, Rob Humphrey. Uh, Marky Mark, Kayfabe, Caden, thank you. 
and- Gordon Post, uh, Val, who was hanging out for a good portion of the night, um, pretty much all night. Asian Joe, uh, we saw the uh, broadcast guys hanging out for a little bit in here. Uh, so I'm sure I'm forgetting some other people. I think I said Gordon already. Thank you, Gordon. Joseph Suarez, um, Sloanamite chimed in a few times. Thank you, Sloanamite. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You guys chatted a lot. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, Caden, we, if we missed you. We missed you. you. No, hold on. I've gotten, I've gotten shit about this before. Scott George. <laughs> uh, thank you, Scott. Uh, I'm still waving Rob Humphrey, uh, Gordon, Jesse. Okay. I'm done scrolling cause I've gone way long. Uh, but thank you to everybody who watched. We do appreciate it, uh, for watching live and it's a lot of fun to see you guys, um, chatting, uh, along with us and with each other. Uh, we love that you guys, uh, can have a good time while we're having a good time talking about AEW. Um, if you're listening in podcast form, we love that you're listening there too. Um, if you're listening on podcast and you haven't, please subscribe, like rate review. That helps us greatly. It only takes a couple minutes of your time. So please, um, if you can do that to help us, it really does help. If you have never tried watching us on YouTube, head over to the YouTube, subscribe to our channel, smash that like and subscribe button below. And, um, you know, stay up to date on whenever we've got stuff going on. We do some bonus shows. We're talking about putting up some bonus content at some point in a few different ways. And all of these shows live on in the archives. So if you've ever listened to something like us originally telling the story of Matt scaring Jay White or Matt's cats getting into a fight or who the fuck is Matt? Go all the way back to the start (laughs) and uh, watch some of those shows. They're a ton of fun and they're all there, as well as our bonus shows where we've reviewed Ring of Honor pay-per-views. Battle of the Belts, watch alongs, and ever, anything else you could think of that we may have covered. Um, beyond that, we certainly will have a bunch to talk about next week. I've got a ton of stickers to get into the mail. So for anybody who has sent uh, requests, uh, you know, uh, they're coming. I promise you that they're coming. We've just gotten so many. I can't believe how many we've gotten. Seriously, keep them coming. We love sending them out, and at some point, we're going to have to get new stickers. So uh, thanks, everybody. We appreciate all the love and support. Ryan, thanks, pal. Thanks for being thanks, here. Thanks, buddy. Kate, That's always a pleasure. You too. Always a pleasure. And we uh, will be back here again for you guys next week. Stay safe in the smoke if you're out there, and uh, we'll see you next week here on the Mark Order Podcast. Bye. This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. 
We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order. <laughs>